I just, I cannot wait to see Foles with, like, it's basically Nagy has his guy now, and he hasn't had his guy since he's been here. We thought it, but now now we'll know. This is a big test for Matt Nagy, and I'm looking forward to it. going to take a look at some of the things that could happen with the offense this upcoming season with new head coach Matt Nagy. And when we look at the elements of this Kansas City offense, these are a lot of things that can really fit in well with the Chicago Bears offense of the future. Explosive plays on first down is going to be another key element for this offense. Pulls, pulls it back and then not the Montgomery wasn't waiting for it. Still had his back turn. That's an incomplete pass. Foles will give to David Montgomery. His second effort will get him to about the 20 to two yard game. When you look at Matt Nagy, what he's done, always been a high misdirection type offense. They've always had a really good screen game. Back to Patterson this way. Patterson, not much beyond the 30 yard line. They may make that a no game. And I think they're going to have probably the best misdirection screen game in the NFL. That's really, I think, what makes Matt Nagy such a great play caller. He's played the position, he's coached the position, he sees the game through the eyes of the quarterback. And he said to us this week, the most important thing is to make sure Nick Foles is comfortable with the plan. And Foles, with the football, that play didn't look completely smooth or planned. Well, this, is a, this is a bust. Getting into a rhythm at times of, of when to call certain runs and how to do my call sheet on a Thursday, Friday night. And, and I grew from it. There's a, there's a skill set to calling plays that, uh, um, that is innate, you know. And, uh, and I think... I know that Matt has that. Third and one. Patterson. short. He did not get there. Miller in particular is a guy that I like in the draft process. A little mini Odell Beckham. A little bit mini Odell like Beckham Jr. Falls over the middle. Incomplete through the hands of his intended receiver. That's intercepted. But that ball still hit. The one that, that was interception, it hit him in the hands. Come on, you got to catch it. You're not going to get a lot of opportunities, and if you're going to get them in tight windows, you have to make these catches. Yeah. Today, the Bears got dominated. They got dominated on the line of scrimmage. Foles to throw under pressure. He's going to go down. I like his energy, and I like his uh, how creative he is and how innovative he is. Uh, he's willing to think outside the box. And... What are the Chicago Bears going to look like this season? A new offense. Um, it, this is going to be fun. On this episode of Zero Doinks, the undefeated season is over as the Bears lose to the Colts at home. Uh-oh, there's a short week ahead and Tom Brady and the Bucks are coming in and they are hungry for more. We will talk all about both the Colts game and preview the Bucks game, as well as give you our fantasy football and gambling angles. Gambling? Gambling! As Rick Fieldsman jumps in with another special appearance. Hopefully he gets red hot this week. He's been a little ice cold. We will also visit across the pond for this week's Fans and Eggs and 
we will give a postmortem of Chicago's baseball seasons. Whoops, tough week for Chicago sports. Plus, much, much more. Zerdoinks. Zero doinks. 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 Here we go. All oh, the Bears suffered their first loss of the year. That's a new way to start the week, Dan Doinks. How you doing, bud? You look great. Thank you so much. I feel great, not about the Bears, but physically, I'm okay. I'm okay right now. I'm pretty sure I'm COVID-free. Um, I was, I'm a little cold, but I'm warming up here. Bears stunk, but we have a quick turnaround, don't we, to turn things around. I know of a team that went 15-1 and and won the Super Bowl. Do you have any that you know of off the top of your head? God, I think so. I think I was like five years old, and oh my God, it was the Bears, wasn't it, Dan? It was. It was. So, you know, we're all right. We're all right. I think 15-1 and will get us into the playoffs. That definitely would. That definitely would. Well, let's let's revisit yesterday's. Yes, we're recording on Monday. Uh, we'll call it a game. Didn't feel like a game. What was your experience watching the game, Dan? Give me some of your hot thoughts. It felt very uh, 2019 Bears, didn't it? Defense held its own. Colts offense stinks. Colts defense, uh, they looked pretty good. I mean, I think we made them look really good, but I they're they're legit, right? Are we we're prepared to yeah. say that? Yeah, I think we're prepared to say. That. I mean, they've they've kicked four teams' asses, so you got to give them some type of credit. I mean, even the game that they lost against Jacksonville, that was not the defense's fault. So yeah, I think they're legit. The the biggest. The biggest problem that I had, yes, okay, the Colts' defense was great, but they were rushing four guys pretty much the entire game, and oh boy, did our offensive line look a bad, real bad. Who who would you say? I know Leno's getting a lot of heat today. Who who jumped out as you as the dog shit player of the week? Sponsored by Diarrhea. <laughs> and just in terms of, just in terms of the line we, let's just let's stick with the offensive line right now I mean I'm gonna go I'll go with Leno I know it's I know it's the uh the trendy thing to do but in listening to Olin Krutz after the game he had and I trust his judgment more than mine when it comes to offensive line analysis and he said somebody needed to give Leno help on more than one occasion not a compliment to Charles Leno of course but that's who he identified as the guy that he needed he needed somebody on his side of the line to give him a little chip help. But like you said, the troubling thing, it's not like they were blitzing like crazy, right? Right. I think um, I was really disturbed to see how bad Cody Whitehair was. He was consistently being pushed three yards back at least, even on big plays, big third downs. I mean, and he was he was really bad. James Daniels was bad. Leno, I mean the all-time one of the all-time worst blocks i've ever seen was the foles half did he fumble did he throw if you've seen all the replays <laughs> twitter yeah. was on fire with i don't know what he was doing he like was just sort of leaning on um was that houston was that i think yes. it was rushing the yes. passer it was 
almost like he was kind of dizzy coming out of his stance and then just sort of like gently placed his hands and guided Houston directly to Foles. Like, what are you doing, man? Are you okay? But, I mean, that was very – it felt very 2019. Mitch or Foles, that felt gross, just gross. It did. It was, it was more of the same. I mean – even going back further than 2019, that felt like every Bears offense we've ever watched as adults, basically, or children. I mean, in our 40 years on this earth, it sucked. But Matt Nagy seemed to have all the answers in the post game. He said, you know, Juan Castillo, he's going to get that fixed regarding the rushing game as well as the offensive line inconsistency. So Matt Nagy is putting Juan Castillo in charge of the offense, apparently. I found that a bit odd. Matt Nagy, it is your offense. That's why you were hired. What's going on, Matt Nagy? Is Castillo also the one who insists on shoving Cordero Patterson down everyone's fucking throats? I mean, what? Why are we? Why are we doing this? I mean, is he a running back? No. Is he a receiver? I don't think so. Why isn't he returning punts? We've we've covered this. We covered this last year. He should be returning kickoffs. He should be returning punts. He should be on the punt team as well. He's pretty good at that, except when he's taking his helmet off uh, for bitching about not getting a face mask call and getting, giving us a 15-yard penalty. What, why are we – we're not fooling anybody, and we're, we're giving him the ball on third down. Why? Why is he in there? It, it's so annoying. and That – Obviously, it was reminiscent, I'm sure, for all Bears fans to week one last year against the Packers in a, in a critical third and one situation. Oh, I think that was fourth and one against the Packers, but it, it felt similar. You're going into fourth quarter, you have like a tiny bit of momentum on offense, you stuff it to Patterson, he loses one yard. David Montgomery, for as shitty as his stats were yesterday on Sunday, he did not, each run that he had, he at least got one yard. He did not lose one yard. It's like he can get you one yard no matter how shitty everything is around him. That's what he does, right? He bounces off tackles somehow. I don't know how he does it half the time, but stick with what works. Don't, God damn it, he got cute again. We bitched about Nagy a lot last year for getting cute. That is a prime example of him being 2019 Matt Nagy. He can't get out of his own way. It's offense still. Everything is so fucking hard. We're still still back to this run five yards and stop offense. Run five yards and stop. Or it could be third and eight. Run six yards and stop. Everything is so fucking hard with this. It just, it it pisses me off that they just can't. And I don't blame Montgomery. Every time he got the ball, he was, he had someone in his face because, Whitehair, Leno, Daniels, they're just they were they were dog shit. They were just dog shit. And 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 that that really ruins you when you have four guys rushing you. You can't you can't pass the ball. Now you got now you got coverage everywhere. And even when Foles had the chance to hit guys, he was he was missing passes left and right. So that that didn't help. No, it was a it was a shit performance all the way around on the offense. I loved when we crossed the fifty for the first time 
all game, like really late in the first quarter, and then Foles missed Mooney on a pass to his left. Like that was that was Mitch. It's like a third and seven. Overshot him. It's like what the fuck? Like I, this is this is why Mitch is on the bench. This should not be what Nick Foles is all about. My favorite play of the game, I think, was the the broken play after a timeout, second and five at Indy's nine when Foles, you know, dove forward for no gain after he and Montgomery got mixed up about something. How the fuck does that happen coming out of a timeout in your – what? how the fuck does that happen, Dan? Can you explain it to me? I guess the explanation from Nagy was it was – he had killed the play, right? He was calling something different, and Montgomery didn't hear him. Well, that's a problem because there's literally zero stand- fans in the stands. It's not loud. You can hear absolutely everything. And then I think Nagy was kind of making excuses for him that he's not had enough reps or he's not had enough time with the, you know running this offense. Give me a fucking break, man. Like he's a he's been around forever. He allegedly knows your offense. So why are there there's no drop off here? There should not be any drop off. Stop making excuses. He played a bad game. Like I'm not ready to bring Mitch in. I'm not Meathead Jerry from Cicero calling into the score today, but it but he was he was bad. He was fucking bad. And you're right, that broken play was just very much like, oh, here we go. It's the same shit. And that's why everyone, I think, is on fire right now. It's like, oh, maybe Mitch wasn't the problem, and it's Nagy, and somehow Pace is getting lumped in there. And uh... Yeah, just an awesome Bears Monday. After the first loss, it's just everybody's on fire. It's fantastic. I was talking to you earlier today offline, and I said that I was avoiding sports radio, not because I... I wanted to. I just wanted to have fresh a fresh brain, but man, I wanted to jump into some of that misery so bad. It was great. I think one of my favorite moves, though, the weekend was activating Tyler Bray, and that was explained today by Matt Nagy, apparently saying that they put him on the active roster so he could be an extra voice on the sideline to Nick Foles. What? Nick Foles is like 63 years old. What? What is going on? Another thing that you need to explain to me, Dan, help me out here. I'm a bit of a dumb. I can't explain that. I have no idea. And we were speculating as the announcement was made that Bray was being brought up from the practice squad. No, I can't explain that unless unless they just assume that Foles is going to get hurt and they don't want to say that publicly. They're just like, we know he's going to get hurt at some point, so we need a backup for when that happens. I have no idea. I think someone the, the most logical reason was that someone brought up on Twitter was that they didn't want him being um, pulled off the practice squad by another team. I think the Chiefs was one that came up, that the Chiefs know him, and their, their practice squad guy got COVID, so maybe they were going to sign him. That Okay, maybe that makes sense, but nope, I do not understand that. And Matt Nagy is... He's, I think he's struggling to come up with excuses. It's time for him to just speak the truth and just be like, yeah, Nick Foles is dog shit. That was a broken play. Like, who's he? why does he have to defend anybody at this point? Fuck it. Just say fuck it, man, and just speak the truth. Fuck it, man. And I'm going to speak some truth here, too. So the let's talk about Matt Nagy's offense. We've, we've absolutely got on him last year for it we gave him a shot here in the first quarter of the year as lovey smith like to save or break the season up in quarters year one 
21st in yards per game, ninth in points per game. That was 2018, Matt Nagy's debut. Last year, we were 29th in the league in yards per game, 29th in points per game. So far, through four games, we're 24th in the league yards per game, 25th in the league points per game. What is the solution here, Dan? I know there's a lot of, like, hot takes I know on Twitter today, like, you got to fire Matt Nagy. I mean, come on, that's obviously not going to happen. That's ridiculous. But is there is there a solution? Like, what... What should be should Matt Nagy have his play card that says "BU" taken away from him, and he give it to somebody else, or what? Do, what do you do? You got twelve games left. You're three and one. You're well positioned still to have a good year. What would you do if you were if you were Ryan Pace and you had to talk to Matt Nagy this morning? What would you do? That's a great question. Who would you give the play calling to? Bill Lazor? I don't know that he can do any better. I mean, I'm not there yet. We're three and one. The offense has been dog shit. I'm going to give Foles a little bit more of leeway leeway here to to pull himself out of that dog shit performance. I mean, we were, we're going up against the number one defense in the league. That was that should be our defense, and our defense held their own, which which I know we'll get to. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I don't know what the fix is. Stop. Stop doing what you're doing. It's, it's not. There's not a lot of insight there. I mean, it just seems like I don't know what happened to the offensive line this weekend. They were trending in a better direction before, you know, before yesterday. That's just got to be better. If that offensive line doesn't get better, then it doesn't fucking matter. We might as well just chuck it deep every play and just hope for pass interference calls. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's the old Ravens Flacco move, right? So I mean, right. There's I, I hate this offense because nothing seems to be moving north and south. Every with everything seems to be sideline to sideline with this offense. So it just seems like you just need to drop back in coverage and just let them just drop it in there and just keep them in front of you. We have we run a successful screen pass of any sort no. in like three four years. No, we. I think we got lucky with Cohen a couple times, only because he like reversed field, right? And right. outside of that, no, it's been it's been dog shit. And and just even throwing out of the, you know, I I watched the the Tampa Bay game uh, yesterday, and Ronald Jones coming out of the backfield. I mean, he's sort of the last option, but he caught six passes, and it was Brady going through his progression, you know. But everything's running vertical. So you're you're getting him out in open space where we have everyone who's jammed in together pretty consistently within 10 yards. So you're not going to have any room to run. It doesn't even matter if you have guys who are quick like Mooney and and Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller, again, with another dog shit day. I mean, dropping a big pass across the middle and that interception. That interception was maybe a tough catch. I feel like he timed his jump wrong and it was a bad pass. But, man... That guy, once again, he's up, down, up, down, and I feel like things are bad when he's not involved. And I like Mooney, but for some reason we need Miller to, to click. I'm going to keep saying that every fucking week. But it just – it I, I'm i going to keep saying it, and you're going to make a noise when I say it. Everything feels so hard. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anthony Miller needs to be better for this team to be better. I know that's not real deep dive into analysis, but it's true. He's he's so important to this team, which might be a detriment to the offense if he's not as good as he should be, of course. But 
He's frustrating as fuck. Okay, here is a reason that you should not hand the ball over to Bill Lazor. As as you were saying, like, what do you do? Yeah. Right? All right, so Bill Lazor, his ass got fired in Miami as an offensive coordinator a few weeks after head coach Joe Philbin did. This is this was uh, 2015. Lazor, this is week 12. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback. Week 12, Bill Lazor, they have 58 pass attempts nine rushing attempts in a pretty close game and he gets shit canned immediately after somehow the Bengals scoop him up to have him call plays in 2017 and 2018 they were 32nd and 26 overall in uh offense so no which makes me think what the fuck is Bill Lazor doing here also when I was looking at that today because I was trying I was trying to find a solution like okay if you are gonna if if it gets so sideways where Matt Nagy can no longer call plays, what do you do? And I'm not there yet either, as as you were indicating. I make fun of him a lot in the intro, as as he deserves. He absolutely deserves it. Um, but again, it's one thing to make fun of a guy for not accomplishing much so far as an offensive genius, quote unquote. But it's another thing to. What else are you going to do? You, you have to have a solution. The Bears don't have a fucking solution. You know what is also a problem that's developing, though, too, is special teams is completely useless on this team. This used to be such a strength of Bears teams to get over the fact that the offense was so mediocre. They'd f- How do you have four penalties? How do you give up a blocked punt that there's obviously something that Joel— I always mispronounce his name. It starts with an I, number 45, completely whiffed on a guy. Didn't even, didn't even, like, how, what the fuck, man? I want you to be the special teams coach going forward. Fuck Chris Tabor. I'm glad you said that. That's in my notes, too, is how sloppy are we on special teams? I'm more shocked whether we're punting, whether we're receiving a punt, kickoff. If we don't get a penalty, I'm more yes. shocked. Like, I'm, yes. I'm expecting it every single time. And I, I, for the life of me, why isn't Patterson returning fucking punts? Why isn't he doing it? Is it because he doesn't want to? Well, I, yeah, that's a a stupid reason, right? And and answer me this, riddle me this, Bill Doinks. Is Patterson a great return guy? No, like, I'm glad are, you are just. We, no, yeah, no, are we? Yeah. Are we? Are we spoiled because we had Hester? But everyone talks about how he's one of the greatest return men ever. Are there? There. He had the one kickoff return against the Saints last year, which was awesome. Other than that, he's not. He's not blowing my mind with any of these returns. No, it, so I I had the uh, the great fortune of watching this game with a Packers fan, my father in law, who I love, uh, loves football, and he wanted to watch the game with me. And I knew I, I knew we were cursed immediately when that happened. And I told him I I, I said this exact same thing. I'm like, Patterson's probably going to take these out from like seven yards in the end zone, and we'll either get a holding call or he'll get hammered at the fifteen. Take a knee, man. Don't cost us 10 yards. Like, what are the odds he's going to bring it back all the way versus not getting to the 25? Odds are obviously greater he's not getting to the 25 or somebody's going to fuck up. Just, it's driving me crazy. When the offense sucks and you put him in a hole, 
in on most possessions like that it's driving me crazy no i think he's overrated as a return man even though statistically he may be in the top 10 overall in the nfl in the history but that just means the nfl is a shit history with kick returners well it's it's rare that kickoffs are even returned at all so i guess if i'm doing the math here and if he's returning it from the end zone and you know, having a really hard time, but getting it to the 25 and he does that a couple times. That's a lot of return yards, but you know what? It's the same result. If you just let it fucking go, buddy, it's, I don't know. I'm, I, I sound like meathead Jerry from Cicero on the radio. I heard a lot of complaints about Patterson today as well, but I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I just, I don't get it. Stop putting him in on offense. You're, he's not scaring anybody. They're not like, Oh, I imagine that like the, the Tampa Bay this week isn't like, oh, Jesus Christ, could you imagine if Cordero Patterson's in this offense? Oh, my God, what are we going to do? No. he like If he's in the backfield, that's the best-case scenario because that guy goes down real easy if he's running between the tackles. And we can't block where the shit on the outside, which, speaking of which, uh, Cole Komet, the only thing I really noticed he did out there – was a really horrible block in the second quarter on that uh, Mooney sweep right to the left. He just comp- he just just kind of gave up. And I don't know if we're ready to get to Cole Komet, but when Go when ahead. when sh- when should we be officially be worried? He's a second he's he's a second round pick. Should we be worried now? Uh, I'm not quite there, but I'm real close. <laughs> I'm real close. I know he. He has not contributed at all. I I think he had like one decent block late when it didn't really matter, but it was almost like he fell down and somebody just kind of tripped on him, so maybe we shouldn't give him full credit. I'm out of offensive thoughts in my notebook, so I'm exhausted. If you have any other thoughts about Cole Komet or others, I'm all ears, buddy. I'm I'm worried. I'm, I'll say it now. I'm officially worried about Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. He's... He's been not even average. He's been completely irrelevant, which I'm not writing him off, but I want to put it on notice that I'm officially worried that so far that's not produced at all and should – it's a problem. It's a problem. I'll just say that. I'm worried. I'm not writing him off, but I'm fucking worried. He's not hurt, so he's already better, better than Adam Shaheen. Uh, no, my only other note on the offense is it, we'd be completely fucked without Allen Robinson, and mm, yes. they should pay the man. And could you imagine if we didn't have him? What would we, no, no. Could we be worse? Could we be yes. worse? Yes. Uh, I, uh, and I did. I did see. Um, hold on, bear with me one second, Bears. I did see Bears. a stat from Jason Lizer. Lizer. I don't know where he's from. He's Sometimes. A blue check mark. Sometimes. Thank you. Um, Bears coach Matt Nagy says holding an opponent to 19 points should win you a game. NFL teams that allowed 19 points or fewer have won 82% of their games in 2019 and 2020. The Bears have now lost four times when holding the opponent to 19 or fewer. That probably should get you fired. Somebody should be fired. <laughs> if that, that trend continues, someone's getting fired. So... Yeah, come on. Get your shit together. I don't know what the solution is, but just don't do that again. 
I like it. That's that's why we're just a couple of knucklehead fans in the suburbs of Chicago. You're not here for deep analysis. Do better, Bears, especially on offense. But let's talk about the defense here. Uh, no turnovers. That's that's a problem, unfortunately. Like I, this is not a knock on the Bears' defense at all. They are absolutely keeping the Bears in the game. Bears should have lost by a lot more than eight, and you know, even given that cheap ass touchdown that we got late. But and the Bears' defense is the only reason we were in that game. I guess it's a little scary that if we cannot turn turn them over, then we're kind of fucked. Mac dropping that interception. That was painful. That's what he's getting paid to do, right? To create havoc such as that. He probably could have walked in the end zone. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not like mad at him, but I'm just bummed that that, that didn't happen. And then Roquan made a hell of a catch in the end zone. Unfortunately, dragged his foot out of bounds as he was doing it. So eh, two huge opportunities they missed. It sucks that. The problem is there, there's no room for error for the defense. And again, I'm not pissed at the defense at all, but they're in a really tough spot. You're right. And people were very mad about Mac dropping that ball. And it's only because our offense is so terrible. You're right. They have no room yeah. for error at all. And it shouldn't be all on them because they've held their own for like this is be the third straight year. I mean, definitely something's changed with Pagano. They don't they're not getting the turnovers at all. Roquan, Roquan, I think, looks awesome. He yes. looks awesome. Yes. And, I mean, the awareness of him to try to catch that ball and just his foot being out of bounds, was that was I was so pissed in the moment. I was like, we're getting fucked again by the refs. I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> and they showed the replay. I was like, oh, my God, that was, that was the right call. <laughs> but um, I don't – Eddie Jackson, to me, this game – I feel like he always has one dog performance every year. The one that sticks out to me uh, was the Dolphins game. Is that last year or two years ago? Yes, that was two last years year. ago. No, 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 two years ago. You're two right. Years You're right. Ago. It was two years ago. Sorry. He was really bad. So I feel like he's good for one every year. And I, he wasn't awful, but it, does it seem to you that he's always like around a pl- like around a receiver, but he's never like knocking it away that that's kind of how it felt Sunday he's just always there right when someone else makes a tackle or right when somebody makes a great catch and he's just right behind them it's like he's just a half a second behind and just something that keeps kind of popping up in my mind that he's not not reading it quickly I don't know I'm not it sounds like I'm picking nits here but something he just seems a little behind. He's not big game Eddie like he was two years ago and last year. He's just it's just not there yet. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. And I, and we we defended him in the off season when he was not put as one of the CBS's uh, top ten safeties in the league. Like we were we were very offended as Bears fans. But truthfully, at the last year and and four games. It's hard to make an argument for him having a, a huge impact. I get. I mean, his game is is turning the ball over. Like that's when he is most noticeable. So I'll I will rely on your expertise in terms of being a little late to to plays. I have noticed it as well, but I didn't know. I didn't know if I was just being a meatball. I've I have such high expectations for Eddie that he can. It's hard for him to live up to my expectations, but it's also what he's shown us that he's capable of doing, and he's just. 
It's just not happening right now. I blame Pagano, maybe. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's blame Chuck. Chuck, you shit the bed against your former team. He didn't really. The, the, the defense yeah. was fine. Philip Rivers yeah. stinks. Oh, Phillip my God. Philip Rivers was awful. Like, he was horrendous. And did, did you catch the moment where he was shit-talking Roquan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what? Shut the fuck up. You stink. You could have done that maybe five years ago, but you shut the fuck up I, that guy drives me nuts i would love to punch him right in his face and stop having children rivers god damn yeah. it that's right get your tubes tied i know that's not how it works for a man but it should um all right do you have any other defensive thoughts before we jump into a uh, a new feature for our game reviews um no i'm i'm not but i do have a couple random questions for you sure if, if we go for if, it if, if i may of course i don't have i don't have any stats on this and i didn't even look it up are, are we bad in the orange jerseys i think we yeah so i meant to look it up today not a big research guy either i think we're terrible in the orange jerseys i'm pretty sure we are so i also think they're ugly i'm a big orange guy as an illini fan too we look shitty walking onto the field in those orange jerseys don't we like i feel like we're gonna lose i should have thought that before i put money on the bears i same they look soft for some reason in the orange yes. they don't look as yes. tough i don't like them i would be okay if they did away with them sorry if you're listening and you own an orange jersey i'm sure it looks great on you but <laughs> keep it off my field it's soldier field soldiers you know people call it soldiers field i believe it are they like the, the same jewels I was just going to say it's the same people who call it the jewels. Um, all right. I have one more uh, random thought that popped in yes. my head. Uh, Hub Arkish, the Hublisher, as you like to call him. He on the, the pregame show was saying there was a last minute change on the ref, the referee crew. I don't know who it was. You, you know more huh. NFL refs than I do. Uh, they were not great. Not as bad as last week's with Booger, whatever his name is. I had just had a random thought. Do referees watch pregame film on teams? Is that a thing? Mm. I think it is, but I'm not entirely certain. And I, I agree. They, the refs, they seem too flaggy too early. Like, I think, was it the Colts' first offensive drive? I feel like there was a flag every single play because I – I made a joke to, again, my Packers loving father-in-law saying, well, I guess the fans are here for the refs today. And then there's, you know, nobody in the crowd, so I'm an idiot. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but they were, yes, they were noticeably better than Jerome Boger. I, I feel like they do study film, but I don't know if it's of the teams that they're preparing for or if it's like, okay, here's a trend going on in the league. Pay attention to this sort of thing. You know, I don't know kind of weird i wonder why the change was made i didn't i didn't catch that i think it had to do with the change in the game uh moving it back oh okay it had to do something with that moving it back and then the chiefs game getting moved i just was curious with it because i know they watch post game film i think they get graded they watch film on themselves yeah. getting graded but i was just curious if they're like watching the bears and, and they see like oh well don't call any holding on Khalil Mack. He's fine. He'll figure it out. <laughs> right. But I, I, the, the officiating was bad, but I think most of it just a sloppy sloppy play on the Bears, especially on the special teams. But that's yeah. it I got for my notes. What do you got for me here, Bill? All right. So 
in case you follow us on Twitter at Zero Doinks, a red hot idea came from a couple of former, well, I'd call them current fans and eggs, but former interviewees. Uh, we got Frank Grease Tank in Ohio, and of course Ira in South Carolina. They loved the Cornish Hen jokes from last episode and thought that we should do a Cornish Hen Player of the Week as voted by the fans and eggs for each week. Funny time to start it because I feel like nobody really deserved it on the Bears this week, but we're, we're going to start it. We're going to get rolling. There might even be some hardware involved at some point. So, Dan, you're going to have to break a tie, all right? There were numerous votes for these four players. <laughs> all right, here we go. Are you ready? Ready. One of our eggs voted for Roquan Smith. One voted for Kyle Fuller. One voted for Brent Urban with a lot of justification behind it. And one voted for Trey Burton with a lot of justification behind it. Out of those four, because there aren't really a lot of rules with the Cornish Hen Player of the Week, which way would you go? Who do you award the first ever Cornish Hen? Pow! Before I give you my tie-breaking vote, can we talk about Trey Burton? Fuck that guy. Fuck that, big that third, guy. Third down catch, and did he get the onside kick, too? Yes, he did. Oh, fuck you, man. I fuck know. Trey Burton, that asshole. Okay, hurt. so uh, I sprinkled a little love earlier. I'm going with Roquan Smith. Uh, Brent Urban, although seems like a fun fella, he just fell on Rivers. Rivers, I think, fell down, and Urban sort of just laid on him. Do I have that right? Did you see that? It yeah. was a very, like, Rivers yeah. just is like, oh, I'm, I'm dag nabbit, I'm going to fall down. And Urban jumped on him and then got up playing a guitar. I was like, oh, something about that just rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, mm, stop it. There was a lot of over-celebration from Brent Urban, which I, I think is why Frank in Ohio loved him so much. He said... Four tackles and a key sack to hold the Colts to a field goal is enough to earn the golden cock. So I appreciate that, Frank. I really do. But you know what? Dan's word's going to go here. The first ever Cornish Hen Player of the Week, Roquan Smith. What do you think Roquan would do upon receiving said trophy? Uh, he likes uh, going out on boats a lot on Lake Michigan. Have you noticed that on Instagram? Oh, so yeah. he'd probably take it out on a boat and pass it around to his porn star friends. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> and they all talk about Nick Foles' pants. <laughs> that's probably true. I bet that's what they do on that boat. That's probably... Yeah, when he kind of got in trouble. Cause I, was that kind of like early quarantine when he was out there? Well, that's when the pictures came out. It was never clear necessarily when the pictures were taken of Roquan and all those ladies. I think Roquan was definitely a little questionable with the social distancing. I'm going to guess he just assumed when you're out in open waters, COVID can't exist. And I don't know if there's science to back that up, Roquan, but congratulations on winning the first Cornish hen. Do you want to hit us with a little bit of the uh, Cornish hen voice again? Oh, congratulations, Roquan. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot. I'm about a horror I'm a Hornish Ken. I'm a Hornish Ken. <laughs> I am a Hornish Ken. Look at my bow tie and my top hat. And don't shoot. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's beautiful. I love that. I found myself after we recorded last week trying to do the voice myself, and I can't do it at all. It's so great. And I could picture it. Everything that you described with the top hat and the bow tie and just all-around class, maybe a little little nervous energy, not wanting to get shot, I could picture literally all of it. And it also makes me hungry. Yeah. Stuff it with some wild rice around Thanksgiving. Still can't back that up. I don't think so. It's a lot of poultry. Yeah, why would you do it for Thanksgiving? I've not heard of that. I think it's just like a like a middle middle of August type of meal. <laughs> That's probably when they're wandering the yeah, probably wandering the woods in midsummer, so shoot them and serve them up in August. I'm classy. I'm just out here. I just want to go on a boat with Roquan, my award win. I'm a Cornish. And that's, I just mixed up the accents. I think I fucked up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, not accepted. That was beautiful. Well, I, did we cover it all? I think that's, that's about it. I'm pre- overall very upset with the Bears. They kind of ruined my Sunday. But, you know, things will probably be a lot easier against Tampa Bay, right? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. The good news is it's a quick turnaround. The bad news is it's Tom Brady coming to town. But, yes, thank you, Bears, for ruining our Sunday with one of the more boring offensive performances we have ever seen. Oh, fuck you. But let's bounce back, and we're going to jump into some Tampa preview, courtesy of Dan Doinks, coming up next. Thank you. See you next segment. Congratulations, Roquan Smith. I'm a Cornishian. Get out of my offense, Cordero Patterson. This is not going to happen overnight with Nick. There's going to be – this is going to take a little bit of time as he gets going with with the timing of these these players and what we get to. Um, so there's a little bit of that. At the same time, we all know that we need – you know, we got to keep pressing forward. But hopefully we get better there in that area. And uh, and we grow we grow and we understand it. We don't get um, frustrated. And we, we just we, – but we all know that we got to be – we got to score more points, and that's what we'll do. Kevin Fishbane. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The the beauty of a short week when you come off a loss is that you can you can get rid of it. You can get get rid of it and you need to move on. We have no time, like, you know, in the next hour we gotta get right on to Tampa. Hey, hey, Tampa Bay, the Bucks know how to shine. Hey, hey, Tampa Bay, the Bucks know how to shine. Brady fires underneath. Fallen. He gets there! Touchdown! Brady! Shaq Barrett and Sue, yep, yep. Uh, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, these guys are. They can go They now. get after you.
it is game week already. The game is fast approaching Thursday night. Dan Doinks, as always, is going to walk us through the opposition, the enemy. This week, Tampa. What you got, Dan Doinks? Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Oh, baby. I did watch the Chargers game. Both of those offenses looked a lot better than our Bears. God damn it. Hit it. Yes. Hams. Uh, Brady had 369 yards, five touchdowns. Good for you, old man. Ronald Jones, a lot of Ronald Jones action. He looked awesome. 122 yards rushing, six catches. O.J. Howard tore his Achilles, so that's neat. Gronk was Gronk didn't do much. Are we worried about Gronk at all? I am as a Gronk fantasy owner. Yes, fuck him. Nobody cares. Would you take Would you take Gronk or Cole Komet right now? Mm, Sorry, Cole, but Gronk at least is you know relevant. No offense. Yep. Yep. None taken. Uh, Mike Evans almost snapped his ankle at one point in the first half. I thought he was done for sure, but he came back in. Uh, Indomican, how do you say his name? Indomican Sue, you know how to say yeah. his name? I think you right? nailed it. Yeah, he's on he's on the D line there, and so is JPP. Whoops. Yes. Fire big fireworks guy, right? Yes. That's Whoops. him. Okay. Rick Fieldsman, um, no thumb situation, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so this defense, Buccaneers defense, not nearly as good as a Colts. So if we can't put up points this week. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you after that. But I know this shitty offense is capable of it, so let's not do that. All right, Bears, Bucks, all time. Bears are thirty-nine and twenty. Bears are three and two in the last five versus Tampa Bay. Good job, Bears. Do you miss uh, having them in the same division? Yes, overall, absolutely. They they and Detroit are basically the same, right? Except they actually had like one good year. Tampa. Hip. Brad Johnson. Yeah, except um, I always thought it was weird that Tampa was in our division. It was like all these Midwest teams, all local, and then, oh, here's Tampa. You figure it out. But you're right. They are. They No, you can't compare with the Lions. They've actually, they're way more competitive than that. They were dog shit back in the day. Why am I still talking about this? All right. <laughs> Last game against the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers was uh we all remember this game September 30th 2018 Bears win 48 to 10 whoa 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 we scored 48 points Mitch had six touchdowns which was one less than the record for the Bears do you know who has the record oh I'm just gonna guess Sid Luckman nailed it Sid Luckman ah shitty yes. quarterbacks all around Fitzpatrick started. Jameis in the sec came in in the second half. Uh, just stuck out to me, man. They've come a long way in two years, right? From that shitty yes. team to Tom Brady, Gronk, Mike Evans. Why can't we do that? Why can't we do that? Uh, O.J. Howard. He left with a knee injury. Is he officially scared of the Bears? Ooh. Ooh, I think so. Yeah. Go hide, you former Alabama bastard. Now his parents, they name him O.J.? No. Mm. I feel like O.J. shouldn't be a name that you want to be called after Stabby O.J., right? 
Yeah, it'd be like if you named one of your daughters Osama. <laughs> okay. Do you know someone? You know that from no. experience? Oh, okay. definitely not. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. So going back, I was looking at the last home game before that one because we remember that one was November 23rd, 2014. Bears win 21 13. Uh, that year in 2014, that was our last win before before a five game losing streak to end the season. So that's cool, huh? Hot. It was Lovey's. It was, it was Lovey's first game back uh, in Sol- Soldiers Field after he went to the Jewels. Cutler went 17 of 21, 130 yards, one touchdown. Forte had 89 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Martellus Bennett led the team mm. with 37 yards receiving. Yikes. <laughs> How did we win that game? <laughs> that was 2014. That wasn't like 1995. Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, Josh. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just I was just picturing 1995 Eric Kramer before he. Oh. unsuccessfully tried to mm. kill himself. Mm. He's okay. Mm. He's fine. He's fine. He's good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I hope he gets better. Uh, J- Josh McCown was the Buccaneers quarterback that day. 341 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. He was sacked five times. So good job, Bears. All right, let's get to the team review here. The coaches, once again, Tampa Bay's website. This seems to be a theme was in alphabetical order, which drove me fucking crazy. I don't know why they've gotten away from grouping coaches together by offense, defense, blah, blah, blah. Strength coaches, we I don't need them. I don't need to see them. <laughs> they look they all look like meatheads. I do not need to see them. All right? So yeah. social media. No, those wouldn't be social media people. Uh, who would be? IT. Tampa Bay IT. Brother Dave, make a phone call down there. That's your old stomping grounds. Bill, I guess it kind of is yours as well. Make a call. Yes. Get your shit in order. All right? We yes. good on that? Yes. Main sale chicken sandwiches. Yes. Thank you. All right. Head coach, Bruce Arians. He's been – I should. I didn't jot down how long he's been there. It's been a couple years. Who cares? Look it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the third line of his Wikipedia page uh, under general. What's, like, the first thing? It's, like, the recap. Here's what it, here's what it says. Arians is known for his trademark slogan, no risk it, no biscuit, which encourages aggressive play and risk taking. Oh, he wrote that, didn't he? What? Yeah. I didn't know that had anything to do with him. That's gross. Stop it. That is gross. He's pretty cool, though. I like Bruce yeah. Arians. Yeah, he's cool. Wears cool hats. Cool hats. Kang- Kangle hats? Kegel? Kegels? Oh. Does he do Kegels? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to picture the innards of his thigh. I don't. A lot of gray hair, probably. Oh, very sweaty smelling. All right. His college roommate at Virginia Tech was James Barber, who's the father of Rondé and Tiki Barber. How about that? Oh, I did not know that. That is not what I was expecting to hear tonight. There you go. Tiki was the one who knocked up the... Um, the producer on Good Morning. Hey, everybody, it's morning on ABC. <laughs> I don't right? Remember. Wasn't was he on that show? Did I have that wrong? Oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think, true. Yeah, I think yeah. he got fired for getting a s- 
someone that worked there pregnant while his wife what's was the, also pregnant. What's the show after? Hey everybody, it's morning. How do they? How does ABC follow up that? What is the show? It's called Whoops. So you're not going to work today with <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford. I think I got that right. <laughs> I think so too. Nailed it. And then I believe after that is Wheel of Fortune. I still want to <laughs> spin that big giant wheel. I hope you don't get your cheek caught in it. Okay. Defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. We remember him, right? Jets head oh, yeah. coach from 2015, 2018. Literally, I couldn't find anything about his personal life at all on Wikipedia or on the team Weird. site. I think he's just a football coach. That's it. <laughs> I think he eats he's, footballs when he goes home. He might. Off the grid, Todd Bowles. Who knew? Yeah. Offensive coordinator Byron Lift Liftwich. What am I, the Cornish hen? Byron Leftwich. He's been the offensive coordinator since last year. Everyone likes him, right? Like, thinks yeah. he's, like, hot shit. Sure. I just I pi- always picture him playing at Marshall, and then he, like, yep. broke his leg, and they yep. had to carry him down the field. That's all, only – I picture that every time when his name is mentioned. It's the first thing I thought of when you mentioned his name was him, like, with his arms around two offensive linemen. Yep. Okay. Good for him. Got no- yeah. nothing else on him. The special teams coordinator is Keith Armstrong. Mm. He was the special teams uh, coordinator for the Bears from 97 to 2000. Wikipedia mentioned that he was supposed to be interviewed after Lovey's firing. Weird. It just says he Why? was supposed to be interviewed. doesn't say that he was. I, I want to know more. Yeah. I don't That's know. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Very strange. He definitely one of Wani's guys, I think. Right? So late ninety seven uh, was that still Wani? Seven. It's gotta Maybe. be right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Or was that? No, that doesn't. When was Jaron? Mm. He was like yeah, just after Wani when we were in okay. college. Yeah. Yeah. So that was okay. probably like Wani's last year or two. All right. There you go. That makes sense. All right. The specialists coach is Chris. Bon- Boniel, Boniel, mm-hmm. B-O-N-I-O-L. How do you say that name? Boniel, I believe, Boniel. right? Kicker, former kicker. Bears kicker in 99. He replaced Jeff Jager, Jager shots, uh, but he missed uh, four of nine field goals. So he was a one-hit wonder, not even a hit. You stink, Chris Boniel. Doink! <laughs> <laughs> It sounded so crisp in my headphones. Thank you. You're welcome. Offensive assistant for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a gentleman named Antoine Randall L. We all remember him. Yes. A local kid from Thornton mm. uh, was actually found out was drafted by the Cubs in the 14th round in high school. Ooh. How about that? Swing that bat. Here we go. Uh-oh. Too soon. Uh, okay, Antoine Randall was awesome. I, yeah, I was on the sideline when I was with the Gophers watching him play at Indiana. Ooh. He's by far the fastest player I've ever seen up close. Mm. He was unbelievable, quick as shit. You just couldn't tackle him. He was on awful Indiana teams, and he was still awesome. Yes, I I he- hold it against him that he didn't go to Illinois. That's that's my biggest issue with him. 
Okay. Fuck. Well. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Didn't want to play for a winner. Come on, man. Ugh. That's a bad look for you. Be better. Be you. No. No. Okay. Outside linebacker coach Larry Foote. You remember that guy? Linebacker for the Steelers, Lions, and Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, cousins with Larry Shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. So dumb. Prince Makamura. Is that him? Is he related in relation with always Paul George? Paul George injured. What's your injury? Shoulders. Okay, here we go. Uh, assistant strength coach, one of two uh, women on their staff. Ooh. Assistant strength coach is Maral Javadifer. I think I got that. Yeah, I got nothing else on her. She seemed cool. Assistant D line coach is Lori Locust. It's her second year with Tampa Bay. She played four years of women's semi-pro football. Uh, you know what? I don't know her. I know her cousin, Laura Cicada. <laughs> so stupid. No. No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See every eight years or whatever it is. <laughs> This was a, this cicadas this year were fucking terrible. Were they oh, really bad around you? Yeah, so many so shells. Much. So many so, shells. What do they do? Whatever you call them. I don't know. I don't understand it. What do cicadas do the rest of the time? They just like chill underground? Do they just sleep the whole time? What's what's their problems? Why are they so loud? All the sucking and fucking. Oh, I'm going to fuck you out of your shell. Okay, gross. All right, the offensive quality control is a guy named John Van Dam. That's just a cool name. Played quarterback at Michigan State. Was apparently an academic All-American, so you're a nerd. That's it on the coaching staff. The ownership is uh, four Glazers, which kind of sounds like a donut shop, maybe. Yep, yep. The the Glazers are Brian, Darcy, Edward, and Joel. How about mm. that? Uh, mm. They apparently the the old man bought the team in '95. He no longer with us. R.I.P. Malcolm, in the middle Glazer. All right, the Glazer family owns Manchester United as well, or some part of it. I don't know. I was trying to read up on it. It made no sense to me, but you know it did make sense is Arthur Blank putting in his Wikipedia page that he's an MLS champion because he's just trying to keep up with his division rival, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Now it all makes sense, yeah. All makes sense. So, Arthur Blank, congratulations, and shut up. You look like a creep. Get me a two-by-four, you bitch. The Glazers seem okay. I don't I don't really I know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about them. Me neither. That's probably a good Would, thing, right? Probably. If they were four donuts sitting in front of you, the Glazer clan or whatever you call them, which one would you put in your mouth first? Joel. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'd like to. I'd like to move on, please. I had. I I had a comment that would have 
was inappropriate. I'm going to pass. It had to do with a cream-filled donut. Okay, general manager is Jason Liked. Liked? How do you say that name? I'm really mm. bad at names. I probably shouldn't be doing the uh, review of the opposition if I can't say names. I don't speak English well as a whole, so <laughs> glad I'm doing a podcast. And I don't have a face for television, so I'm fucked. All right, Jason liked, licked, licked my balls. <laughs> there were rumors last year that he was running a pro Jameis Winston campaign through Twitter. Did you see any of that? Like no, there was this is some d- some dude who was like saying that Jameis was a Hall of Fame quarterback, will be, and he wrote a book even. And there were a lot of someone made the connection that it is the GM <laughs> and even like he was on radio, radio stations calling in this guy and it sounded just like him. If you have nothing else to do with your life, look it up. It's pretty funny. It definitely seems like it was him. But why he was going so hard with Jameis, I don't know. And then he got rid of him. So uh, Jameis, be my glazer donut. So. Uh, Jason also interviewed for the Bears GM job in 2012 after Angela was fired. Hmm. So that was fun. Missed opportunity? Question mark? Probably not. I don't know. Who cares? That's it for the front office and the um, coaching staff, but the Gophers and Illini, do you want to guess how many? I bet they have three Illini because they're three and one and no Gophers. You are very wrong. Zero Illini, but they have two Gophers. They drafted Mm. two of them this year, Tyler Johnson and Antoine Winfield Jr. They have one kind of Illini in Keyshawn Vaughn. He transferred out and went to Vandy. Yeah, Mm -mm, I'm going to count it. Point five. Nope, that's when he got good, when he left uh, Champaign. We all know that. (laughs) That's all I got, buddy, for Bucks review. I know we want to talk about the lines. Line them up and snort them. Bears, Bucks, Thursday. Fuck you, Tampa Bay. Do you have any other thoughts on Tampa? No, nothing that can't be discussed in hams and bread, except mainsail. Rest in peace. I miss your chicken sandwiches. Dan Doinks told me that you were closed. He sent me a picture of you on Google. I'm so sad. Sorry, Brother Dave. Sorry, Dave. Ybor City. Get weird at Banana Joe's. See you next segment. Banana hammocks. Glazed donuts. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero doinks! Yes, yes. Zero doinks! Yes. Go! Zero doinks! Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes, go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! (laughs) Whoops. All right, welcome back to Hams and Bread, not Hams and Spreads. That's Rick. We'll get to him. Bill, we're going to talk about the line, but first I want to tell you just how confident I was with the Bears coming into yesterday's game against the Colts. I saw a line on FanDuel for Bears this coming Thursday before the Bears had even played. It was Bears plus three before kickoff. You know what I said to myself? Bears are beating the Colts. 
They're going to get respect. That game's going to move to a pick em, or they're probably going to give points. So I took the Bears plus three. Turns out joke is on me because Bears are getting plus five and a half. I've even seen, not in our local books, but I think some places are getting six. Mm. So Bears plus five and a half, over-unders 44 and a half. What do you like? Well, I like a bounce back. I like a Cinderella story. I like being down in the dumps, picking yourself up, eating one of those sandwiches you see in the dumpster, though, on the way out because you need some nutrients. And you know me, Dan. Not a big points guy. Not a big over-under guy. So what I'm going to do this Thursday, I'm taking that money line, baby. I know that... Tom Brady is 5-0 and against the Bears in his career, but that was with the Patriots. That was not with Tampa. That's with Bill Belichick. Come on. Come on. We don't lose to Tom Brady. We lose to Bill Belichick. Bears bounce back. They win. If I had to do over-under, I'd probably still do the under. No offense, Bears offense. Offense meant. That's what I would do. Bears money line, under, parlay, cash, make monies buy a new house which way would you go dan i love your confidence i don't feel as good about that i'm not sure the bears could score five and a half points if they tried they definitely can't get a half of a point because that would be weird but it is 2020 so you never know i'd say i'm taking i'm taking tampa bay i don't i don't trust this offense sorry to be negative as shit but until i see it against well i guess we did see it against the falcons you know what i don't know i'm taking tampa bay i'm already upset that i have bears plus three and now i'm i'm just giving back two and a half points i would also take the under that feels right i think we'll hold brady to about 24 how about that but i'm not sure the bears can get to 10 so i'm gonna go ahead and take tampa bay I should have mentioned the Bears are now 2 and 2 against the spread. The over with the Bears is 2 and 2, so that's even Steven. Tampa Bay is 2 and 2 against the spread just like the Bears, but the over is 3 and 1. So there you go. Yep, just no confidence right now in this fucking offense. Matt Nagy is going to get real cute. Ooh, Cordero Patterson, you want to throw a pass? I don't care. It's your offense, your team. Do you want to return punts? Oops, just kidding. I know you don't want to do that. Well, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Tampa Bay. All right. I mean, I would call that recency bias, but we'll go with it. Um, you're probably right, but we'll see. We'll see who's on the right side of history on Thursday night. Um, this is a big, in all seriousness, this is a big quarter of football, Lovey Smith, because you got you got Tampa coming to town, then you got to go to Carolina, you got to go to L.A., and then you host the Saints, I believe. Those are four teams that we will probably be fighting for wild card spots with at the end of the year. Because <laughs> I still feel we are definitely going to the playoffs. So the first tiebreaker is head to head. You wanna you wanna win most of those games. I feel real good being three and one in this quarter, six and two overall after eight. What's your early prediction? What are we going to be after eight games, knowing that we've got Tampa, Carolina, and then the Rams, and then the Saints? What's your prediction? Ooh, you are—you look like you're in pain right now. 
after eight games. Ooh. Five and three. Is that add up? I'd be okay with I'll go five and yeah, three. Yeah, I'd be okay Why with that. Not? I'd be okay sure. with two and two through okay. those four games. I'd be all right with that. You just hope that you line up correctly with those wild card tiebreakers. We don't need them. We're going to win the North. I'm sure the Packers will go on a huge losing streak at some point. Um, speaking of streaks, Rick Fieldsman, he's in a slump, not a streak. 0-3 this past weekend after being 1-2. and What's his new nickname, Dan? Do you have one? He used to be Mr. 2-1. and What you got? Dumpy 0-3. That's where you are. Dumpy 0-3, Rick. You know what? He's due. He's due. So I know he can do it. He can do it. We love him even though we hate him. We adore him even though we can't stand him. He's 11-10 and 10 overall. Let's hear Rick's hot picks of the weekend. Rick, take it away, buddy. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Hams and spreads. Featuring me. Rick Fieldsman. All right, Doinkers, we are back. We are four weeks through the NFL season, a quarter of the way through. And what I like to do at this time is not look to the past. The past is in the past. I'm only looking forward. Ricky Fieldsman, you come here for the hot, hot picks. We are zero and zero. And day one starts today so here's what you're gonna do free up your funds get into DraftKings. get into fan duel get your money out of bet rivers william hill no chance he ever created that account and we're gonna go to work who is with me rick fieldsman ricky feels here let's hit him with the hot picks pick number one we are going with the tampa bay buccaneers versus the chicago bears Chicago Bears lost a tough one on Sunday. They are now mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, so they are playing for nothing. Tom Brady slinging all these touchdowns around. They are five-and-a-half-point favorites versus the Bears. I am absolutely taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus five-and-a-half. No no chance for the Bears, sorry. It's just not going to happen. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, line them up. Let's go pick number two. We are going to the Cleveland Browns versus Indianapolis Colts. Philip Rivers, I am so sick of looking at his spherical head. His nine kids are sick of him. The Browns are plus two and a half. Did you see this team? Baker Mayfield and Poopy Pants? Oh. OB, OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., they looked incredible. Browns plus two and a half. Go some money line on that, but you know what? Take those points. Two and a half. We're going Browns over Indy. You know what? This is day one. We're starting off 2-0 and after these hot, hot picks. Oh, my gosh. Clear up those funds. You know what? I was in a little sour mood. Now I got now I got the talks spinning a little bit. I am getting into a good mood. We are 2-0. We are going to head into our last pick, which is the 
printing monies, pick of the week, no sponsor this week, not sure why, not no reason why, we've been on a hot streak, actually no streak, zero, zero, uh, we are going to go printing monies, pick of the week, game three, pick three, here we go, Vikings versus Seahawks, Vikings are seven point dogs, Dalvin Cook scrambling up some eggs. That's what he does. That's what Minnesota does. They are going to be looking hot, hot here versus the Seahawks. Seahawks are garbage. No no one cares. Pete Carroll, your face, your face is the opposite of Philip Rivers. You have this oval face, this oblong face. Never bet on an oval face. That's a Rick Fieldsman quote. Uh, go Vikings. Take the seven points. They're going to beat the Seahawks. And there you go. There's the three picks. If you're unsure about parlaying, this is the time to parlay. Start the year 3-0. We're going to go right into the next week 3-0. Lots of funds in your accounts. I'm excited for it. You're excited for it. Zero doinks. All you listeners are excited for it. I Let's get back to the boys. I want them to break everything down. So thank you for listening. And as always, have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment hams and spreads with rick fieldsman rick fieldsman wow rick another week where he's just going he's serious he's turned into a serious man which i don't love i'll be honest with you again i don't love him in general don't really like him but i like jokey rick fuck the serious guy boy he was really thumbing through a lot of uh options there wasn't he yeah he's yeah i like it when rick's a bit more light i don't rick it'll be all right buddy it'll be all right we'll get back we're gonna take down the house and see all of your monies at the windows i didn't get that right at all (laughs) sounded good i liked it so that was Rick's hot, hot picks. Dan, are you going to tease us at all with anything this upcoming weekend? Buddy, let's make us some monies. Let, let's go back to last week. I gave you the Bears and Packers teaser, which Bears hit somehow because you got them at plus 10. And you just need the Packers to win tonight. They're currently up 27 to 15. This is a live update. The Falcons are kicking an extra point. It's up and it's good. 27 16, 12 52 left in the fourth quarter in Lambeau Field. Okay. So I also, you know, going back to my pick of Tampa Bay this week, I want to just let everyone know that if you're feeling worried about my pick and how that may affect the Bears. I went 0-3 last week myself on games that I like that you asked me, so I also don't know what I'm doing. I'm also dumpy 0-3 Dan here. (laughs) So I do have a couple games that I like that I'll give you some teaser options here. May I have the floor, Bill? You have the floor. Gentlemen, yield the floor. Okay. Dumpy 0-3. Here we Dumpy 0-3. Here we go. I have two picks that I like. The first one. Cleveland plus two and a half at home against Indy. We just saw the Colts. Their offense stinks. We saw the Colts. Their defense, uh, pretty good. Cleveland's offense looks pretty sweet right now. They have Nicholas Chubby out, but they have 
Kareem Hunt, isn't he going to take most of the carries now? That's not a bad backup. I like Cleveland to cover the two and a half and win at home, and then we will all go back to thinking the Colts are frauds. Bears offense just stunk. We still lost by eight, right? Yeah, those are facts. Everyone, everyone, everyone in Chicago saying blow it up, we stink. You know, Jerry from Cicero is like, yep, we stink. Blow it up, fire everybody. The Colts aren't that good. Everyone relax. Cleveland plus two and a half. I, I've taken the Vikings. I took them the first three weeks to win and cover. This was the one week I did not take them. Whoops. Oops is right. So now I'm mad. So I'm going to take Seattle giving seven at home against the Vikings. But did the Vikings, the Vikings officially murdered Bill O'Brien's career today as well. But we didn't mention that. Yes. He gone. See ya. Dick. See ya. So what, what do you think about those picks? You like either of those? I would, um, I would fade you only because I want to go Owen too. I want you to get a hot streak. And what a gentleman. In our luck, we'd go one and one, and then <laughs> Pay the, the book juice. makes money right, off of right. us. <laughs> okay, so here's your teaser options. I don't care how you put them together, slap them all together. I literally don't give a fuck what you do. But here, I have four of them. You do whatever you want with them. I don't give a shit. First one, Carolina at atlanta we're watching atlanta right now they stink we all know that but carolina is a dog a three and a half point dog on the road in an empty georgia stadium they gonna fan soon did i see that are they one of the teams probably i have a question speaking of georgia did you see the georgia auburn game on saturday no sorry there was there was definitely not social distancing happening in that stadium. Mm. So why can't the Falcons have fans? Mm. Kind of strange. They were blowing COVID all over each other's faces. Anyway, <laughs> you're going to get the Panthers plus 10.5. We're doing a seven-point tease. These are all seven points. Next one, Pitt minus seven at home against the Eagles. I know the Eagles won last night. The Steelers have been off for like four straight weeks now because of COVID. You're going to get them at a pick at home. That's easy. Just do it. Next one, Houston, minus six and a half at home against Jacksonville. They're going to have a new coach. That's neat. Is it going to be McDaniel? Ooh. Did you see that? No. Josh McDaniel? Really? I don't know. How would that work? Mid-season? That, that, that doesn't, doesn't maybe I, yeah. maybe I, I Maybe I got duped online. Don't hold me to that. Don't cut that out, Phil. Phil? I told you, <laughs> Phil. Jesus Christ. Phil, Phil from Phil Indiana from- is our new producer, our new sound guy. <laughs> Phil... <laughs> Phil from Indiana is on the line. Go ahead, Phil. Okay, Houston. Minus six and a half is the line at home against Jacksonville. New coach. That line will probably move because they're going to be better. You're going to get them at plus one and a half. Final one. This segment's getting long. Dallas, minus nine at home against the Giants. I know those games are always close. Dallas has to win at some point, right? They're not bad. They score a lot of points. Their defense stinks. But you're going to get them at minus two. Slap them together. I don't give a fuck. I'd probably do Pittsburgh at a pick them, Dallas minus two. Just do that one, okay? Free monies. Bye. Do it. Do everything that Dan said. Don't do anything that Phil says. <laughs> this has been Hams and Bread with a little bit of Hams and Spreads mixed in between the cream in the middle of the glazer donut, you might say. 
Thank you, Dan, for all of your work. You're welcome. Glazed pond. <laughs> See you next segment. Why do we fall? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. Still haven't given up on me. Never. Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Ooh, I love fantasizing about all of the Bears roster. Dan, Bears Fantasy Corner returns by popular demand yet again here for a week five showdown against the Bucks. Who are we going to pick? Who are we going to recommend? Whether you're playing daily fantasy, whether you're in a league with Mark from North Carolina. What are we going to do, bud? Which way are you leaning for Bears Fantasy Corner this week, buddy? I don't remember who you had last week. Remind me. I had Ryan Null. Oh, whoops. Zero well, points. Okay, I barely beat you because I had Anthony Miller. I don't know how many fantasy points he had. and didn't want to look it up to make me upset. So if we're scoring this three and one, you're up three three to one? I think so. You got okay. me. Ooh, this is going to get tricky because I'm not writing any of this down. So we're going to do the honor system here, buddy, and I trust Help you. Help us out. Help us out. I think Frank from Ohio can – I think he can tally it. He's been a fantastic he, research guy. He's got a lot on his plate, though, so I'm not going to put that on him unless he wants okay. to. Thanks, okay. Frank. Okay. Thank you. So this week, I'm going to go with a guy we've all heard of. He loves to bail out our quarterbacks, Allen Robinson. He's going to have over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Although I think I predicted the Bears finish with 10 or less points in the last segment, so I'm not sure that adds up. So one of them's bound to be true. So I'll do that. Allen Robinson, my click to pick. What do you got, I Bella? love it. No, that's fantastic. Well, you know, Tampa, they're statistically better against the run than even the Colts were. They're only giving up about 64 yards a game, 2.7 yards a carry. So I'm going to ignore the backfield, and I am going to go to a guy that scores a lot of touchdowns deep because two Chargers last week – beat the Tampa secondary for 50-plus yard touchdowns. So we have a guy, we being the Bears, that has six career touchdowns of at least 50 yards or more. It's Ted Ginn. I'm going one catch, 58 yards, touchdown from Big Dick Nick. It's going to win the game, and I am going to win Bears Fantasy Corner for a fourth week out of five. No. Is that right? Yes. I'm going to be four and one. Fuck you, Allen Robinson. I predict that Ginn's going to be a healthy scratch, so that's I'd keep an eye on that, fantasy owners. Okay, I feel good about that. Whatever. John Lithgow, we, what do you think he's doing these days? Um, I think he's probably murdering somebody as we speak. It's a little dark. Dressed as Harry from Harry and the Hendersons? I think that's possible. No matter what, he has a bit of a greasy forehead issue going on during said murder. You think he's a a furry guy? 
like a, you know, you know furries. Yeah. Is that like the um is that cosplay? Is that what they call it when you like you put on an Elmo costume and but you leave a little room in the junk to take out your penis? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I don't think he's that. He's not into that. No. Mm -mm. He's a virgin. He's a virgin daiquiri. All right, let's do... (laughs) Let's do top performers. You want to guess, Bill? Sure. Uh, Tight end from Green Bay. (laughs) Oh, he might be. Shit. Uh, I'm playing him in fantasy, and that's your team. So, fuck you, Bill. Yes. All right. Top performers this week. I think it. I did this before these Monday night games. I think it's changed actually with Aaron Rodgers, but we'll just pretend this game hasn't happened yet. Top performers: Dak Prescott, number one, fifty-one point two eight points. Jerry Jones shit on him after last week's game, right? Not this week. Fuck but you, Jerry Jones. Two. Just fuck you, man. What a dick. We take Dak, right? Oh my God, are you kidding me? Yes. He's got a good team, though. Like, that offensive line's maybe not as good as it used to be, but he's got a lot of weapons. Would he be Would he be better on, on the Bears? Mm, I think with our history with quarterbacks, I think he's destined to succeed in Chicago. <laughs> There's a lot of pedigree here. I do not disagree at all. All right, second uh, highest scorer this week in fantasy – a guy named Tom Brady. That's probably not a problem coming into this week, huh? Five touchdowns will do that for you, though. So good for you, Thomas. <laughs> what do you think Thom Brenneman's doing these days? I got to figure that he's somewhere trying to pray the gay away. That's <laughs> that's my thought. For himself or for others? For all of the world. like it, Well, a little bit of both. Self-loathing. It's usually those guys that have the biggest issue with homosexuality that they're closeted. Let's be honest. Yeah. I, I like what was it like him going home that night after he had to walk off the broadcast early? Still one of the most hilarious moments of 2020 is him <laughs> apologizing with Cassiano's hitting that home run. Yes. But what was it's it like? Of, yeah. Like his yeah. wife would be like just sitting there watching i don't know murder she wrote and he just comes strolling in the door and she's like wait what what happened are you do you have covid what happened and then he had to walk her through mm-hmm. what actually happened and she yeah. they probably he probably repeated what he said word for word because he's a piece of shit right yeah no he did he, yeah he he probably took back his apology to his wife because she would have been offended otherwise. That'd be my guess. Um, one of my favorite things to come out of it, though, is I don't know if you've <laughs> if you've seen on Twitter, where like something ridiculous happens in the world, and then some of the replies are, oh, <laughs> basically using his quote. Right? They're like they're showing angst about it. And, oh, there's a fly ball to left home run. Castellanos cuts it to four two. Whatever it is, right? I love it. The <laughs> Tom Brenneman lives in lore for the rest of our lives i think it's so great i have not seen that but i could not love it more that is amazing yes. <laughs> that yep. is awesome yeah holy y- shit 
Yeah, f- follow some re- like anything huge that happens in the world. Follow the replies, and I guarantee you, somebody will, somebody will have a little bit of that, a little bit of a hint for Zero yeah. Dogs listeners. That's great. All right, so the last, uh, the last, the third highest score this week is Joe Mixon. He's a new one oh, yeah. in the yeah. right in the mix. Do you see what I did there? He nope. had two two rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown, thirty seven points. First win for the Bengals. Uh, I don't. I wonder when their last one was. They won one game last year, two. They were dog yeah. shit. Yes. Would you rather Joe have Bur- Joe Burrow or yes. Nick Foles? <laughs> yes. Yes. Joe Burrow. Of course, Joe Burrow. <laughs> we need to. All right. Here's what we need to do, Bill. By week eight. We need to run through the list of quarterbacks and figure out how far down we'll go until we will take Nick Foles. How about that? Okay. I love it. I love it. All right. There's a, there's a decent chance that Mitch will be our quarterback by week eight. <laughs> oh, you don't Let's... think it'll be Tyler Bray? <laughs> Whoops. Uh, well, I guess you never know. He was active. Are we? All right. Here's Jerry from Cicero again. What if, like, by the end of the year, we're, are we going to be kicking ourselves that we had those three miracle wins at the mm. beginning of this year to hurt our draft status? No, I don't think so. I don't think there's, like, a clear-cut top quarterback. I, that could be proven wrong desperately, right? I I'm going to live to regret that comment that I just made, probably. So, no. Want to know why? Because we're going to be 15-1. and one. We're Number Wait, one seed in the s- NFC. Are you uh. saying, like, oh, that sounded good. Are you saying that Trevor Lawrence isn't a clear-cut oh, number shit. one? Oh, shit. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was thinking of the uh, – there's that one guy that – is he from North Dakota State, South Dakota? Get Peyton yeah, yeah. on the line. There's a guy with that people either love or they hate. That's the guy I was thinking of. Trey Lance. Lance? Thank you. I think. Thank you. And I yeah. feel like it's something Bears Twitter, they've been just sucking and fucking over. That's out of gross. They've been talking about him being a Bears quarterback, but it seems like there's a lot of questions around him. I feel like our old fan, our old fan, our old fan, our old fans and eggs guy, Ira, kind of put it well. He's like, I don't know that I can stomach another four plus years of a guy with a lot of questions. And it was a great point. I don't know much about Trey Lance, but Ira, I think you talked me off of him. So he's our college football correspondent from here on out. He's our scout. Deal? Thank you, Ira. Yeah, deal. Well, yeah. Considering I completely forgot about Trevor Lawrence, that somebody has to be. We know it's definitely not you. We know that much. <laughs> All right. Let's do the uh, worst performers of the week. And we have a sponsor. It's sponsored by Glad. Glad Trash Bags. It's Glad's Taysom Hill Trash Player of the Week. So that's cool. Our worst performer of the week is DeAndre Carter, wide receiver with Houston. All he came up with was one fumble for negative two yards. So uh, that's that's Bill O'Brien's fault. Uh, Second, a guy who's on here somewhat regularly is RG3. He came in and threw one pass attempt. That was picked off. And he had three rushing yards for negative 1.95 points. So those those were the only two negative players this week. Uh, but I also wanted to mention Taysom Hill. 
Do you want to guess how many fantasy points he has through four games this year? Wow, this would be a total guess. I'm going to say 9.6. You would be wrong. 6.12. How much money is he making? He's as much as you were willing to give Nick Foles last week. <laughs> 1.5 billion. <laughs> He's Taysom Hill. I don't get it, but I'm glad you're the your name is the sponsor of this segment cuz you stink. You are overrated. Watch him when we play the Saints. He's going to have like oh. five touchdowns. And I'm just kidding. That's not going to happen. He's trash. Absolute trash. Would you rather have Taysom Hill or Nick Foles? I'd rather have Nick Foles and pay him the $1.5 billion than Same. have Taysom Hill. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy is right. So uh, that's it. I'll, that's all I have for Bears Fantasy Corner. I think we've picked nothing but winners. And my prediction of Allen Robinson totally conflicts with what I said in Ham's e-bread. So I don't know what I'm doing anymore. That's fine. And you know what? Neither does Taysom Hill. So thank you, Glad, for being the latest sponsor of Zero Dunks. We really appreciate it. Thanks for jumping in. Bears Fantasy Corner. That's fantastic. Great news. Ah, that's great. I will use... I'll use your bags, your interior bags, your exterior bags. Wait, is that a thing? Indoor, outdoor? I think so, right? I'll put leaves in one bag, but I'm only going to put some cans in the other. No. Do you put cans in a bag? I'm not a big recycling guy. Yes, I am. I love recycling. Who am I talking to? Is this thing on? (laughs) Too many hams. I don't know what to say. Um... Thanks for listening, Taysom Hill. You're trash. John Lithgow's a virgin. See you next segment. Oh, wait, next segment. Fans and eggs. We're going across the pond, baby. We are jumping in a jet. We're jumping out of that jet into a boat, and we're going to visit Mike in England. It's going to be amazing. Mike in England also nominated Roquan Smith for the Cornish Hen Player of the Week. So thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. You have a cool accent. You do. Enjoy Fans and Eggs, Mike in England. Ba-bam. Glad. Glad. Well, the pen is dry, but my hams are soaking wet. You know a good lie has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. From Topeka to Maine, from Tokyo to Spain, we all want you here, we want you all here. From New York to Fort Wayne, by Greyhound or by train, I guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Welcome back to Zero Doinks, this is Fans and Eggs, the Bears fan segment where Dan and I talk Chicago Bears with typically somebody in a state that is not Illinois, but this time we are going across the pond to England to visit with our new friend, Mike. Mike, how's it going today, man? Yeah, good. Thanks, yourselves. Oh, All good. We are doing great. Good. Yeah. Excellent. You uh, you make our Chicagoland accent seem very boring. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely boring. No, I don't um, think so. Yeah. <laughs> so you... All right, I know I'm, I'm going to mess this up. You live in 
Billinge, England? Is that <laughs> how 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 off was I? Okay, so we start at Billinge, we'll work our way out, and then when you hear of a place that you recognise, we'll get there. So Billinge is part of St Helens. Okay. No mm. two blank faces there. Nope, nope, nope. So, so we're in between Liverpool and Manchester. Uh, okay. Heard of, heard of both yeah. of those? Yes. Probably yep. closer yep. to Liverpool, really. Okay. okay, that's good. I I uh, I did look it up on a map. Good for me. I noticed that there's a Billinge Hill a few miles away. What what happens on Billinge Hill? I want to know. Well, that was a uh, old World War Two kind of lookout post. Um, at one point in its uh, in its history, that's boring, isn't it? You know, no, no, you invite me onto the show, and straight away I've bored everybody within two minutes. But yeah, it's so fine. so yeah, so it's just a, it's a lump, really. Like it's not a when you say hill, you make it sound like a peak, but yeah, it's definitely not a peak. But it separates okay. St Helens and Wigan, which is a big thing in this neck of the woods because if you're on my side of um, the hill, so you live in St Helens, you're usually a St Helens rugby league fan. And on the other side, you're a Wigan fan and you basically hate yeah. everybody from that side. So it's not like got barbed wire down the centre or anything like that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's quite, a, quite an important landmark around in these parts. Is that, is that as territorial as we believe it is? Like if you're from that side of town, you have to be a fan of that team? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's not like Packers fans can wander around Chicago sort of unharmed. It's, that doesn't work that way there for... What were the two teams again? St. Helens and Wigan. Okay. Wigan. All right. Yeah. So you don't you don't get many Wigan fans over this side of uh, of Billings Hill, so to speak. What uh, is there a mascot involved for St. Helens? Yes, um, St. Bernard Dog. Um, uh, I actually it. used to work. I used to work for St. Helens. I, I was the media manager for for fourteen years, and we went from a St. Bernard Dog to a mascot called Boots. <laughs> So, and that was after St. Bernard got married to St. Bernadette as well, on, on the pitch in front of 10,000 people, which was very it was one of the strangest things I've ever seen, to be honest with you, as a fan. Did you help arrange that as, the, as a media manager, or did you just get all the press there to, no, that to make was, sure they witnessed it? That was just before my time, and I'm, I'm sticking to that line, really. I okay. do remember being stuck there as a fan, being absolutely wellied after a couple of beers, and uh, thinking, this is as bizarre, I think, as as I've seen on a rugby field, but then I remembered we had a, a meatloaf tribute act um, <laughs> before before a game once who had the worst wig I've ever seen. So it was like yours, Bill, really. It was Ooh. like it was like it was like your haircut. We all know meatloaf's all down here and yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. miming as well. Yeah. Awesome. That's strange. That's times. amazing. Would you do anything for love, Mike? That's what I wanna know. <laughs> oh, it depends. It depends. We're at three and oh at the moment, aren't we? So you get to 16, I think I probably would. <laughs> is St. Helens, what's historically, are they good? Or are they like, a, how are they, in, like compare St. Helens to an NFL team? Um, well, since see, the, the sport, I'm trying not to bore you guys, so just cut me off, but the rugby league was quite steeped in history it's um you know a real big northern northern sport in this part of the world and and in uh, 1996 it kind of went all professional and sky sports basically invested massively in the sport um so if you were going to ask me before 1996 i'd say that wigan were probably well you know in terms of trophies one they would be the biggest team uh, in rugby league over here but since 1996 and super league as it's called uh set have been probably set and leeds 
have been by far and away the best teams. And Saints are the current champions as well. So they're actually playing Wigan tonight in the derby, um, and which is like, you know, Packers, Bears, and nobody can watch it. So no we're living in strange times, aren't we, chaps, really? That, uh, yeah, right. You know, we, we, can't see our, we can't see our teams at the moment. No, it's uh, well. I don't know if you've heard, but in America, COVID doesn't exist at all. So that's <laughs> in, so, in some states. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> yeah, not Illinois. We uh, we wear our masks with pride. <laughs> with pride. Do we? That's a good question. Do we look as dumb as we think we look to the rest of the world in terms of COVID? Uh... <laughs> you, you don't have to beat around the bush. We're very yeah, I critical think, I think of people. At, I the anti-mask crowd. I think at first, um, kind of everybody went one way, and America seemed to go a, a different way. Um, and then everything started opening up, and nobody kind of spoke about COVID for a while. And now it's—I mean—it's come back over here in a, in a pretty big way. We're not into multi-lockdowns yet, but we have got various restrictions. Um, but you guys don't seem to be to, to be going that way in some states. Um, yeah. It's frustrating. It's it's frustrating to see that people don't uh, take it very serious. So we're sorry for bringing it back over <laughs> over your way. I wonder if uh, if we'd even be allowed to be on Billinge Hill since we live in America. Well, that's all Dan and I want to do. We want to hang out on that peak. Yeah. Well, well, there'll probably be, you know, especially in the summertime, there'll be a few people having some ciders up there now and a few beers. And mm-hmm. especially in the summer, it's a bit of a local hangout for for kids and stuff so so yeah that's where the party's gonna be at i guess when all this is over no that sounds awesome do you <laughs> speaking of beer do you guys have ham's beer in no. england no oh no. man that is that's your loss i'd have to say i don't know if dan agrees with that 100 <laughs> percent. they're a sponsor of the show so yes 100 percent. oh that. send me some over <laughs> Ooh, yes we will uh we swear it doesn't taste like motor oil at all. We, we promise is that a strap uh, line is it is that <laughs> it should be we have written some slogans that uh, they really should borrow absolutely um <laughs> uh, so how does a gentleman like yourself become a bears fan how in the world does that happen have you have you lived in 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 the bill and jerry your whole life how we need to know why you're a bears fan because we love it Oh, this is this is cliche time, isn't it? But um, in the UK, we had uh, late night uh, NFL on Channel Four, um, and this was a time when there was only four channels on TV. Um, so, 1995, I stopped up with me, my dad one night. I'd have only been eight years old, and the Bears were on, uh, and some absolutely huge fat bloke took the ball. Um, you know the fridge, and just just hooked from there. It is such. I was listening to um, a chap who was on the the last uh, your last podcast, and he, and he was saying pretty much the same about you know Super Bowl Shuffle and Jim McMahon, and you know and all that, and and yeah, that, that's where I, I as, as a young kid got hooked, uh, hooked on the sport really, and then but it was always on too late for me as an eight year old kid. You couldn't stay up until midnight and, and one o'clock, only on special occasions, and. So I just remember watching watching the Bears. Then, then a few years later, I was at a, a New Year's Eve party in a pub in St Helens, um, mm. and I wasn't allowed in the bar because I was only a kid. So I ended up watching the Cowboys play some some team or other, and and enjoyed it then. And then you know, kind of got into rugby league and and um, soccer, uh, as, as we call it. I've been a big Everton fan all my life. And then when I went to to college. Um, one of the, the chaps there, his dad was ex 
I think he was ex Air Force, ex American Air Force, and he invited me around to, to his place to watch the Super Bowl. And you just kind of make connections then from, oh, yeah, I remember this game. And, you know, I think I think I, at the time I was more interested in the kind of punt returns. You know, the big plays. Because everybody, sport in this country, everybody likes the, the, the big plays. You know, it's either a 25-yard um, goal in football or, you know, rugby league trial that goes the full length. And it was those big plays I was, I was really into. Um, and then I got a chance to see the Bears in 2000 and I think it would be 2011. So it... My interest had grown since the lad I met in uh, met in college and tried to catch as much as a much as I could. Then it got to about two thousand nine, two thousand ten. The international series was kicking off big style over here at uh, at Wembley, and the Bears came over, so I managed to get a ticket to that and absolutely loved the experience. It, it is, guys, it's the closest I'm going to get, I think, to watching a, a real live American football game. I'd love to get over to to where you guys are and and, and see the Bears at Soldier Field and. I just don't know if it's ever going to happen, really. I'd, I'd like it to. Uh, but that was as close as I got to, I would think, a, a real kind of NFL experience, you know, with a, a, a proper tailgate. And it was a proper tailgate nice. then as well. It was nice. all about getting as smashed up as possible, <laughs> uh, paying six or seven pounds for a pint of Budweiser, uh, which is what? $11, something like that. Yep, yep that sounds uh, about right. Absolutely. Yeah, a bargain. Yeah, and Bud Light as well. Uh, thinking that you're an American walking around drinking uh, Bud Light and you've just been <laughs> lifted for, for $10. Um, yeah. And I just went back, you know, I watched it even more until he started staying up uh, uh, really late and just got into the whole Jay Cutler experience. Um, I was going to put my Cutler shirt on before I came on, but, you know, <laughs> two seasoned Bears vets like yourselves had ripped me to bits. So I just got, I into, got into the Jay Cutler experience and... Uh, and yeah, I've followed the, bear, followed the Bears ever since, and but just found myself getting more and more into it. Saw some more international games as well, Dynasty, um, Dynasty Fantasy Football. Um, and then I realised I was, I was really hooked about 2000 and, 2014. I was watching the Jags at Wembley, and um, there were some guys next to me. And, and, and I was, from where we sat, I could actually see the plays developing. So I could see, and I said to the guy, they're running a jet sweep there, and he just looked at me like, what the f*** are you talking about? <laughs> and, and, you know, as it happened, and, you know, straight in for a touchdown, and I was chuffed with myself, you know, I thought, oh, perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps uh, that's a star, that's a star for me uh, yeah. going forward. And, and I was so annoyed that everybody else wasn't as into it as I was. And now I, 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 I just love the, you know, the, the, the route running, the intricacies of the game. I actually like the moment in between plays as well, when you, you can try and work out what's going to, uh, what's going to happen, which is quite apt really watching the Bears because you haven't got a bloody clue what's going to happen. And <laughs> um, and yeah, it just stuck with me, stuck with me ever since. I'm absolutely devastated at that uh, Philadelphia Eagles game. Uh, it was like two in the morning when it when it happened over here and my feed oh. for the game was 30 seconds behind my friends. Oh. So I'm just getting a load of texts going, ha, 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 ha. Oh, and then yeah. next thing you know, oh, so yeah. God. So yeah, but... Uh, just yeah, from that international experience, and uh, you know, meeting uh, some Bears fans that had come over as well, and and, and just a, a kind of real community. Just I just love the sport. I love the gear as well, lads. I've got to I've got to admit, you know, you buy a pair of gloves and you're an American football player. I'm really big into ice hockey. You buy a stick and you're an American football player. Um, <laughs> you're, you're an ice hockey player, and uh, yeah, I love the gear and all the paraphernalia around it as well. It's just a just a fantastic sport to be a part of. 
Well, awesome. is you the the when you saw the Bears play overseas there was that against Tampa? Do I yeah yeah twenty four sixteen was Matt Forte the, Forte had a huge life. game right? Yeah. I I remember that vividly because I was at a baptism that day. And okay. They, luckily, I was with a ton of Bears fans, and they we snuck away to watch that game. And uh, I do remember that Forte was huge. It felt like the lights were very dim in the yeah. stadium. Do I yeah. have that right? Yeah, I think they've been upgraded since then. But yeah, I, I actually watched that game a couple of nights ago just to see if I remembered it as well as I did. Yeah, because I was pretty drunk at the time. And <laughs> uh, and yeah, it does look uh, it does look pretty dark. And it's fu- it's funny you mentioned not wearing a Cutler jersey because he's made like a resurgence in the last few years. He's like a like an online celebrity now. He's just got recently got divorced. I don't know if they if you follow that at all, but he's become like popular with women and people who didn't even know who he was when he played football so no, you wearing you can a see color why, jersey is like is like cool now it's like back to being cool for every everyday people but i still get ptsd when i think of jay <laughs> cutler so uh i wouldn't have given you shit for wearing the color jersey <laughs> but it's definitely right bill he's like bounced oh, yeah. back he's like a cool celebrity now yeah uh, i just uh, yeah it's ridiculous what do yeah, you think of that mike i just think that um when you watched him play, I think I just fall in love with quarterbacks. Um, so I just watched him play, and you know, every time he threw, you know, a great ball on the run, and especially the connection he had with Brandon Marshall as well. You know, you get him out of the pocket on the run. He was he was fantastic to watch. But and I think I just get, you know, bla- uh, brain block for all the other absolute pile of shite that he used to come up with. <laughs> Um, and you know, and you get the games. You know, the, the throw he made to uh, to Zach Miller is one of the best mm-hmm. throws I think I've, I've ever seen. Surprised that Zach Miller's hands were still on his body afterwards. <laughs> and, I, and then you know, when when Tressman came in and he was doing his kind of little dink and dunk plays and things like that, I was screaming at the telly to actually let him throw it. And then when he threw it, it obviously came back the other way. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but it was better than Jimmy Klaus and people like that, wasn't it? Um, oh my God! Well, it's and, funny that you said that you're you're attracted to the quarterback position and you're a Bears fan. I mean, just <laughs> you're you, you must love to self-loathe like we do here in Chicago. I think yeah, you just like kicking yourself, don't you? Yeah, really. Exactly. And, and, you know right. when uh, you know when the Trubisky experience came and and obviously went as it as it as it has yes. done. You know, I, I saw you know Mike Mayock's description of him and you know what what were to expect and then as it got to you know all his his, his issues you kind of scroll past that pretty quickly on your phone and you know yeah. the highlight came out was he's throwing a 70 yard pass at college and I thought my god we've got an absolute belter here and uh and yeah yeah and so I drafted him into my dynasty team as well <laughs> as you as you have to do to to show of your course. love and yeah and yeah yeah that went well didn't it <laughs> not, not so much yeah we're still recovering from the shrapnel but at least uh you know i'm already in love with nick Foles, so i'm, I'm a real sucker <laughs> yeah found- just, it's like you say it's kind of you know i listen to you guys talk about mvp mitch and, and again it's, it's like jay cutler syndrome isn't it for his yes, kind of yes. five or six great moments you you do forget you forget the rest and he's a great bloke off the field isn't he and everybody yeah, keeps talking right, about yeah. what he's done and and yeah i hope it works out for him because his shirt's in my cupboard as well so you know i could, could really do at least one of them coming through for me but yeah 
I love it. I just love the words you're using right now. Co- you know, between cupboard, bloke, like <laughs> I feel like the most boring human I on earth. Too. Yeah, my English is extremely poor. Listen, <laughs> you, Mike. Do you, Mike? Do you have? Have you found Bears fans near you, or is that like, are you on an island, all uh, your I, own? Yeah, I think a couple of my friends are Bears fans, which is which is nice. A couple of my well, internet buddies. Uh, as you would say, you know, went to um, the Bears game in, in London with with a friend of mine as well, which was which was good. And then we also, you know, with a with a, a different friend, went to the one at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium a couple of years ago when, uh, you know, we had a rather bad time against the the Raiders. Another Raiders, game that we, yeah. we should have won, and, and and yeah, I was looking forward to seeing Mitch that day, and obviously we didn't get to do it, and and Cleo Mack was terrible, and and yeah. So it must just be me. That do you know? What, do you know? What, this is going to sound really, really daft, but I actually don't like watching the Bears. You know, <laughs> I, I find that I get so invested in what's going on, and mm-hmm. I know when the opposition's got the ball that they're probably going to score if I'm watching. So I watch a lot of Red Zone <laughs> as well. Okay. Uh, yep. And I'm not a big Scott Hansen fan. He's got a massive head for a start, which is always a worry. I think <laughs> he does. That's it's true. huge. It's huge. I know I've got this peak at the moment, which I could do with getting rid of because I'm 40 odd, and yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess. But he's got a, he's got a big head. I just prefer watching that, and then, but then I'm following it on the Bears app anyway, uh, on on, yeah. on my phone. So yeah, they are quite a quite. Well, a Mike, I, can I suggest something to to calm your nerves? Drink a lot. <laughs> yeah, try that. That's typically <laughs> try what I do, and then I'm like shit-faced at 3 p.m. I know the time's a little different for you, but it makes for a very awkward Sunday evening when I'm hammered. And it <laughs> makes it better when the Bears win, but they lose. Oh, boy, that's a rough night for me at home. <laughs> but I would give it a shot. Watch the Bears, but just drink a lot. Just that keep helps. chugging. Yep. Just keep yep. chugging. Yep. Yeah, and actually, and Mike, after – you sound like a guy that enjoys a good beer, if not hams, but beer in general – after a few beverages, have you ever set sail to the Isle of Man? <laughs> I, do you know, <laughs> I, Isle of Man was the first island that opened up after COVID over here because they had no cases ah. for ages. So they, okay. opened the, they opened the pubs and there was a massive celebration on the island. And of course, we're probably only, being here, we're probably only about 50 miles away from the island. And yeah, you're like, oh, you know, what a party. What a party that would be. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been. I've never been. Oh. It's, got, it's got its own parliament, apparently, and uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a bit of a strange place. But but yeah, it, it does sound quite butch, doesn't it? Really, it does. It <laughs> does. It sounds like you know, slap on your speedo and go have a good time. Just strut, just strut yeah. around in your speedo. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been waiting to ask you that for the last 20 minutes. So thank you. Thank you for indulging me. Um, I don't, I, I yeah, don't have a follow-up. Isle of Man, I've heard of it, but I don't know what happened. What what happens there? Is it a party place? I, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. It's like uh, you know, we live in Lancashire here, and then you've got Yorkshire and you know Nottinghamshire and all these kind of different counties. And yeah, Isle of Man's its own little self-governed island Ooh. just in the north sea so isn't there a band like a popular band from there do i have that wrong no the beatles it... no, <laughs> <Liverpool, isn't> it? <laughs> nailed it beatles no mike you're wrong it's the beatles <laughs> when nfl europe was a thing you were you were a little bit of a younger bloke but did that ever pique your interest or was that that it seems like that may have been pr- well no that was after you discovered the bears a little bit did you? Who was your favorite NFL Europe team, and why was it the Rhine Fire? 
That's what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> Do you know, I I can just about remember, obviously, Scottish Claymores. I yep. remember the London Monarchs playing at, uh, at Wembley. Um, and when that first kicked off, they were absolutely packing the place. You know, but once... Uh, you know, as again as I said before, once once a kind of the you know hundred yard returns don't happen, people get a people get a bit bored. And I think if you if you're not into if you're not into American football and you see a pretty drab American football game, it can put you off. Yeah, I think I suppose point. it's like a nil nil in soccer, isn't it? You know, and, and unless you kind of understand the intricacies, that makes me sound like a right pompous git, doesn't it? But <laughs> you know, you see nil nil in soccer, and you can kind of appreciate the technical aspect of it, but it's boring, isn't it? Sure. And I, and I think. You know, yeah, Dan, got, Dan is nodding very hard with that one. So I think people just probably got a bit bored of that and Scottish Claymores as well. And there was, there was, there was a team, was it, it was a team in Frankfurt. Yep. Um, and was it um, Andrew Brandt had, uh, didn't he run the team in Barcelona for a bit? Yes. Good as call. well. Um, so yeah, I just remember it being on the telly, but obviously didn't last. Didn't last very yeah, long. It was not great football. There's no doubt about it. I, uh, I, you said you were the a media manager. I was a media manager for the Rhine Fire, so that that's why my leading <laughs> question was okay. was aimed in your direction. So uh, I don't know much German except "Ich bin ein Flughafen," and that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> hey guys, oh, I have an yeah. I have an uh, Isle of Man update for you. Uh, yes, the uh, the Gibb brothers from the Bee Gees, all born in Isle of, Isle oh, of Man. Okay. There it is. So, there you go. Wow. Thank you. I can sleep tonight. I knew it was someone <laughs> famous from there. And you typically sleep to Bee Gees to help get you to nod off, so that yes, makes sense. <laughs> those are, yes, my wife sings Staying Alive to me as I slowly <laughs> drift to sleep every night. <laughs> I could see that. Mike, you, you describe yourself as a scribbler, which I assume you mean writer. Is that accurate? Yeah. No? yeah. Okay. So how many... How many books have you had published, and have you ever considered dabbling in erotica? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I've done nine. I've done nine books, um, and uh, four of those were in sport. So I've done three rugby league books and an ice hockey player who played in the NHL, um, which was good. And then the other stuff I've done is kind of more travel, travel guides and uh, around the UK. Um, erotica, blimey! Do you know what, boys? It's been it's it's been that long. Um, <laughs> I think I need an instruction manual first, really. Can I uh, can I suggest a name for your first erotica book? Is, is it Isle of Man related? Bingo! It is Isle of Man. <laughs> Just That's Isle the of name Man. Of it. Let... Isle of Man, and it's a lot of BG related sex scenes. <laughs> Just bloke studying speedos on the front. Bingo. Exactly. I love man. I love it. I love it. I would buy it. Do people still buy books? They should. Yeah, I hope I, they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to download it, but I want the actual, I want the paper in my hand so I can smell all the asbestos from years past. <laughs> Does asbestos smell? I don't know. I can't back that up. <laughs> it smells like hams, probably. Hams beer. <laughs> most, most likely. All right, I've got one final question for you, Mike. I don't know if Dan has anything else loaded up, but I've, this this has been burning at me for, for the past few days since I knew you were coming on the show. Who would you prefer to have a spot of tea with? Queen Elizabeth, Emily Blunt, or whatever is left of Keith Richards' skeleton? <laughs> K- 
Keith Richards would be a laugh, wouldn't he? Yeah, yes. there's there's rumours going around that he was having a blood transfusion, wasn't there, every month or so to <laughs> yep. I don't know if that was ever true or it was one of them Richard Gear over myths at one point. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, I reckon that'd be a good crack. I can't be doing with Royal Family, to be honest with you. It's just not my not my cup of tea. Emily Blunt, though, fair <laughs> nice. play. Fair play, yeah. Emily Blunt, yeah. <laughs> She's uh, she's something else. She's a real cracker. I think. Yeah. No, is that, I think I. <laughs> no, I, think cracker, I got yeah, that wrong. Good. Oh, that's good. Oh, all right. It seemed racist. You, could, you <laughs> can't say that here. No, you definitely cannot say that. Yeah, Mike. What's your prediction for the Bears from here on out? Uh, we're recording this before the Colts game, but it'll come out after. But what do you got for the Bears from here on out? Oh, do you know what? I don't know because I went into the season with about as much hope as you boys didn't have so you were talking about your 16 and hours which was absolutely brilliant I, I love that segment um do you know what? i don't know because we all know nick folds is he, he's going to get you over a few games isn't he but you know when we're not going to the super bowl with nick balls uh, nick falls are we you know, let, you know let's well, be honest well this so, week i'm gonna believe i'm ready to get hurt this oh week, yeah so, yeah all right we're not going there with uh matt Nagy. so um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we're heading towards an eight and eight, a ten and six, really, type season. Um, I just you got Trevor Lawrence there, just waiting at you know, and I just kind of think, oh, probably too late to tank now. We we jib yeah. three games, you know. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll be frisky. I do think we're going to be frisky and might sneak into playoffs. But like, Aaron Rodgers is too good, isn't he, at Packers? And Ugh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, Gross. yeah. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Do you have a college football team that you like? Or you just follow uh, the players? No, not really. Not really. A couple of my mates into Alabama. Um, but no, I've never really... I've watched a few games on ESPN over here. And quite enjoyed it. Enjoyed the CFL for a bit as well, which is just an absolute kind of mind. It's just it's bizarre watching it when you watch the NFL, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange. Yes. Like, um, Jeff Reinbold's quite a big... Um, personality over here and I think he was involved in CFL for a long time was part of the 49ers staff uh, so I watched a few of those games but uh, but yeah it's going to get I've... blown up we're all going to get blown up again next year aren't we it's <laughs> going to start again and Nagy's gone and Pace has gone and and yeah we start again know. on the road to mediocrity for another couple of years that's a nice positive to end on isn't it fellas yeah <laughs> it's a it's a realistic bears fan mentality though it is it dan is, and it i is. yeah we you know we're we're always undefeated in our minds until we see the first loss and then we're just wanting to jump off a bridge yep. so <laughs> we understand the yeah then we hit the panic button immediately anything goes bad we're we're off the ship but i can i can understand now mike why you have trouble watching the full games it's uh stressful for you to see to watch them struggle probably i could see a little of the negativity coming out <laughs> well i mean how many three and outs on the first drive do you want to see boys before you kind of you come into my way of thinking you, you know, see you see nothing but three and outs and i see three beers down the hatch so <laughs> and just that look that you know that look to the side that mitch has been doing it's kind of like oh, and then yeah we move it's on true. yeah but that i mean uh, sunday was something else though wasn't it absolutely unbelievable, oh, unbelievable. To, to come back and I thought um, A-Rob's try uh, try A-Rob's touchdown was a touchdown yep. I really did and I was yep. like yeah the telly and then uh, when Miller dropped that one I was pretty angry with the little lad to be fair I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't best chuff yep. but but yeah absolutely incredible comeback and this has been awesome man and I, I know you mentioned you mentioned college football and that's 
that's how we that's how we met online we were you made a you made a crack about one of the bears draft picks not having a photo uploaded <laughs> to his draft profile never and a good I, sign and it wasn't a good exa- sign was it <laughs> it was not a good sign i love that joke and you know now you're on a real mediocre bears podcast so i guess <laughs> i don't know where you go from here mike i've gone full circle haven't i you, you have <laughs> you yeah. have absolutely well I, you know, speaking for Dan, I'm sure, and, and certainly myself, I cannot wait to dabble in your first book of erotica. Isle of Man. Uh, yeah, Isle of Man. It's going to be great if you need any ideas. You know, it, Dan, I think Dan probably has a few. He's, I, yeah, I he, could help yeah. you out for sure. Yeah, yeah it does look yeah. frisky, Dan, on this picture. Yeah, thank yeah. you. He definitely I'll just does. pop another button down on the shirt. <laughs> I know yeah. you can't see it if you're listening, but you, you're, you're not wrong, Mike. <laughs> This has been awesome, and we appreciate you joining us. You're, you're the, the first non-American on Fans and Eggs and, and hope to continue our, our growing friendship. Oh, Thanks, man. Good to me. This has been Fans and Eggs. Here we go. Hams, 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 and Ted. 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 Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted. Here we go. Go out the door, fucking baseball. You stink. You stink. Bad week for both of our teams. And I think we're in very different places for how we feel about going into next year. Bill, why don't you walk us through your emotions, your feelings, Mm -hmm. both physically and mentally. Mm Mm-hmm. In that game three, deciding game, A's, Sox, on yeah. Thursday. Was that Thursday? Thursday. Yeah, right. I think First so. of all, I'm sorry. Thank you. I hope you're okay. Yes. Tell us how you feel. Okay. Um, I was very aroused when the Sox went up 3 nothing. I was very flaccid when I remembered that Ricky Renteria is still the manager of the White Sox, and he had to manage a bullpen game. That's not great. Like, that, that's a nightmare, actually, when you got a guy like that that has to make, like, eight decisions that are crucial to a deciding playoff game. That's a recipe for disaster. Rick Hahn, I know you listen to this show, and I know that you have the ear of the Reinsdorf clan, we got to do better, man. Ricky Renteria seems like a good guy. Is he the guy that's going to get you to the World Series? Do you have confidence that that guy is going to make all the right lineup decisions, is going to make the right bullpen moves? No. My father, Phil Sr., he's a baseball guy on some level, but he doesn't watch it to the same level that Dan Doinks and I do. Even he reached out like during the White Sox slump the last week of the season. He's like, what do you think of this Rick Renteria guy? Seems to be kind of blowing it for the Sox. So, like, even casual baseball fans notice that that guy sucks. So I'm not upset that the Sox are not still playing. I I wish they were, but it's football season, so I'm okay with it. However, this team has the potential to do more. I'm excited about the offseason. I'm just glad the Sox won a game, unlike, unlike the Twins, who have now lost, I think it's like 19 playoff games in a row or something outrageous. Like, what's the point? I wouldn't even come back for 2021 if I were the Twins at this point. What's the point? They can win the division again. It's like, well, we're 
not going to win a game in the postseason. So fuck you, Twins. Don't fuck you, White Sox, unless you bring back Rick Renteria, uh, which they're probably going to because they're a little bit cheap. So here's what the Sox need next year, and we'll we'll go with your feelings about Cubs, Marlins, and then the future of the Cubs here in a sec. But I just want to talk about the Sox 2021 and moving forward. Sox clearly need one more starting pitcher at least, but let's just say one. They need a right fielder that's competent that they can feel confident putting out there every day. And they might need a closer because Colome is a free agent. Uh, and they also need to not accept Edwin Encarnacion's 2021 option. That should be an, that should be a given. So, Sox, open up your wallets. You save money with Manny Machado going elsewhere. Sign Trevor Bauer in the offseason. Then you got Lucas Giolito, Trevor Bauer, Dallas Keuchel, Dylan Cease, and Michael Kopech, assuming he still likes baseball. That would be a hell of a rotation. That'd be fantastic. Andrew Vaughn, our top minor leaguer that's yet to come up to the majors, he is your 2021 DH, and then you re-sign Colome. You're the AL favorites next year, baby. At least close. I don't know about the Yankees. Eh, yeah, maybe you're not the favorites, but you're damn close. That's what you should do. The arrows pointed up. Also get a new manager. I don't know who else the manager should be. I Don't ask me that yet. I'll come up with a list for the next hams and eggs in 2021. I'll have a list. That's enough about the White Sox. I still feel good. Great season. Still a success. Dan Doinks. How about them Cubbies? Before we get to the Cubbies, I want to I want to make two. I just want to say two things. Trevor Bauer, that guy's a douche. That guy is a douche. <laughs> I like. I like your Sox team. I like the guys on the team. I like Tim Anderson. I like Eloy. I like Louis Robert. I like these guys. If you sign Trevor Bauer, I don't know that I can do that anymore. That guy is a douche, and I don't <laughs> think he's that good. I think this is a fluke year. He's okay. probably cheating, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> just put All that right. in your – I wouldn't uh, – yeah. Would you want to sign him? Sure. Do you want to pay him a shitload of money? I wouldn't, but okay. good luck to you All right. there. All right. You, meant, that's, you mentioned it's noted. Yeah. Okay, good. You mentioned the Twins and their losing streak. Did you happen to see on Twitter the guy who, and I think Darren Rovell uh, eventually stole this, he, he did the research. He said if you put $20 on uh, fading the Twins at, at the start of the streak, what was it, early 2000s, 90s? I don't even remember yeah. when it was. Yeah, two thousand. If you, if you faded the Twins that first game and did it every game, it just kept rolling it over. You would be at two point five million dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that's how bad it is. If you just kept rolling over your winning, your winnings, your winnings, your yeah. monies. Yeah. yeah, two point. It was like two point five million dollars. That is awesome. Nobody would do that, but just shows you like how awful that run is, right? Yes, I love it. That's great. I did not see that. Uh, the only bad part is you mentioned Darren Ravel, but I'll forgive you. And Trevor Bauer, don't know that much about him outside of his uh, his Twitter game seems okay, or is that what makes him douchey? Yeah, I think he – yeah, I think it makes him a little douchey. Okay. I don't know. He's outspoken. Yeah. That's fine, but I feel like he's He's ruined the chemistry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, Cubs – you have a lot of optimism going into next year. I have none of that. They need to blow it the fuck up, all of it. 
they could not have I still don't know any anyone on the Marlins. I don't know one player. There were some names that sounded vaguely familiar, but they were a dog shit team. The Cubs scored one fucking run in two games. What is am I cursed? Is it my fault that I root for teams that can't score fucking points or runs? Because it's starting to feel that way. Are the Bulls going to average like 65 points a game next year? Who knows? Don't tempt fate. Yeah. Don't tempt it. So I don't know where the Cubs go from here. David Kaplan was reporting that Theo was leaving. And, you know, Kaplan's good for a few of these every year, right? Like, oh, my sources are saying this is definitely happening. Then Theo came out today and kind of made it seem like he's sticking around. But he's definitely leaving after this. His deal runs out after 2021. And he's stood by this since he signed here that 10 years he's fucking gone. I'm okay with Theo leaving. I don't know what something has to change. They just they can't roll out this same fucking team. No one's safe. Trade everybody. I, I don't know that they have any value anymore. I'd probably keep. You're keeping you Darvish because he's making a shitload of money, but he's also producing. I'd maybe keep Contreras. Everyone else is available. Literally everyone else. And get Chris Bryant, get out of my fucking face. You <laughs> were trash all fucking year, and then you have a couple good hits against the Sox, and now you're like, oh, I don't listen to anything on, on Twitter. Fuck you, man. Just hit. You can't uh, – it, well, I, I wish I had the stats. I was I was so upset with the Cubs and have been upset with them that I just like sort of blocking it out of my mind. Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant since that 2016 run collectively have like a 115 batting average. I mean, just absolutely unacceptable. So they need to blow it up. I don't know what they do. I don't know where they go. This is a horrible year to try to rebuild because – everyone's trying to save money coming into this year so these players have no value and if they roll out this team next year i might just have to i might have to uh just just pull out for a year whoops oh boy too late uh, for that <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 lots of kids yeah lots of kids so uh, I'm actually kind of relieved that they ended it in two games. I was upset that they pushed it back a day with the the fake uh rain out. I don't know what that was about. So that was just, you know, that was just stringing out the inevitable. So I'm I'm relieved to not have to worry about them anymore this year. Like they were yeah. they were terrible. And the NL Central, we talked about how did the fuck did they get four teams in? Yeah, the Cardinals came close, but everyone else was dog shit. The Reds literally didn't score a run the entire <laughs> series. It was two games, but they got shut out. And that included a game that went 15 fucking innings. So it's great. <laughs> turns out the NL Central might have been trash. Well, so. same with the AL Central. Nobody advanced in the AL Central either. That's hilarious. There's seven, seven chances for Central Division teams to advance. None of them did. So um, a couple of questions for you, Cubby Boy. Uh, Chris Brown. <laughs> Is Chris Brown. <laughs> that was weird. Is Chris Bryant uh, unrestricted free agent? Can he just leave? No. Does he have one year left? I'm confused about his contract status. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's got another year. Everyone's – I don't know where things stand. <laughs> Fuck them <laughs> all. Fine. They're all okay. – get rid of them all. I don't, I don't care. I mean, uh, god damn it. 
I would maybe keep Rizzo just because he's a good clubhouse guy, but I don't trust him anymore. Him yeah. and his dog. Kevin beat you to it. Damn it. That was that was going to be one of my next questions. Follow-up on future Cub issues. Okay, Theo's going to leave after this year. If not sooner, David Kaplan will find out. Who step Does Jed Hoyer step up as team president, or does he follow Theo to, like, the Rangers or wherever the fuck he would go next? I don't even know where he would go. Well, according to Kaplan, he's not jumping to another baseball team right away. That's Theo. So it seems, to, according to him, the, the Cubs are lining themselves up just to promote Jed. Okay. And I, I don't know how to feel about that. I Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it mm-hmm. seems like Theo was pulling all the strings these last few years. He's attached to guys like Schwarber and, um, you know, Lester. I, you know, Lester's been okay. But, you know... Sign, he, bad signing. I don't know. I don't know to what extent that Hoyer's involved in this stuff, but s- there's got to be major changes. The 2016 championship, that's officially over and in the past. There's no need to hang on to any of these guys that are from that team just because they did it then. Doesn't mean they're going to do it now. They've proven that they can't produce anymore. I don't know what happened. They shit the bed. I don't know if they're just going to live off 2016 forever. They're apparently the 85 Bears. Oops. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Blow it up. Blow it the fuck up. I could see Schwarber looking like Steve McMichael in a few years. After he's done with baseball, I could definitely see that. He's going to get, yeah, he's going to get massive for sure. Yeah. I hope it happens while he's, yeah, still in baseball can't run to first it'll be ba- like it'll be john crook right mm-hmm. yep with more with one more testicle i hope so i hope so you gotta you gotta make more kevins you know it's what you gotta do right <laughs> wait is that the dog or the baby it's the dog god damn it it's the dog okay it's it's the do- you know i don't give a shit yeah it's chris bryant's dog or baby <laughs> who who cares blow it up kevin trade kevin too get out of my face kevin Get out of here. Get out of here, baseball, also. I'm not going to watch any other games until, unless there's like a Game 7 of the World Series. I'll watch that. Besides that, fuck you, baseball. See you in the spring. You survived a year. Good for you. You survived COVID. Ricky Renteria, I hope you resign in the offseason. Not because, like, you'd be sick or anything like that. I don't want that. But I want you to be like, you know what? I'm going with Theo. So wait, what is Theo going to do if it's not baseball? What's is it politics? He's like a politics guy, right? Could it be that? Porn. Oh. Huh. Baseball porn. Oh. Baseball porn. Would he be in front of the camera or behind? All the above. He has an OnlyFans account already where he's just diddling and fiddling. <laughs> What's his uh first movie going to be titled? Give it to me, Kyle Schwarber. Part one. <laughs> Subtitle. I kind of look like Steve McMichael. <laughs> Perfect. I think I think people are speculating that he might be commissioner one day. Maybe he'll hold out for that. Or he'll be somehow involved with the next uh, collective bargaining agreement negotiations is that what we say i don't know not a big lawyer guy maybe he'll do something with that i have no idea he i think he was making like 
10 million a year or something with the Cubs, something outrageous like that. So he could probably retire, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, I'm just going to take a year off. Like, I'm just going to cool off. I know I'm hireable in a year. Yeah, I'd get nude. Eh, you know what? Porn. It's going to be porn. I think you called it. You nailed it's it. It's going to be porn. Yeah, that's a lock. David Kaplan's reporting that it's definitely porn. That's right. And also substantiated by Dan Weeder. <laughs> this has been Hams and Ted. The final Hams and Ted, probably, of 2020. I'm going to miss it. I don't know if any of you will out there, but thank you for listening. Except for Peyton in South Dakota. You skip over this. You told us. That's fine. Yeah, and uh, one last thing. Just eat my ass, Tom Ricketts. Just go ahead and just take a spoon and eat my ass. Fuck you, man. (laughs) See you next segment. We'll close this puppy up just like Dan's anus. Have you ever wanted to follow us? Do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. the book on Colts week it's officially Tampa Bay Buccaneers week and let's get a fucking win baby I was maybe a little negative earlier but I'm rooting for a win rooting and a scooting for a win Thursday night holy shit the weather's supposed to be nice that's fun you do anything fun for the game you gonna watch it at home what's your plan yeah, I'm going to watch it from home. Uh, I love watching games by myself. I do enjoy that. I like to focus and see what's cooking. Um, I was thinking of you during Sunday's game thinking this would be the game that you'd be at and you'd be so fucking pissed watching that game. Just thinking about how angry Dan Doinks would be in the stands about the offensive ineptitude. So thanks, COVID, I guess. It's, it's it's funny you mention that because I watched the game with a neighbor who's also a season ticket holder, and we were just just so pissed about the game, and we just kind of like, and before the game started, we're like fuck, it'd be so awesome to be there, and then at the end of the game, we were like, we're so happy to not be and do it, not to do that long walk from S- Soldiers Field <laughs> to the Jewels, walking home back to your car, the train, just being like. The, the hangover starting to kick in and yes thank you COVID no fuck you COVID but I was happy to not have to do that long ass walk after that limp dick effort by the offense you're right thank you for thinking of me yeah no I definitely was I definitely was so no it's a it's a big one it's a huge week like we mentioned before it's a big quarter of games against four teams 
that are not in the division, but they're all in the NFC. So Bears need to make their move to help their wild card chances, assuming that the Packers continue to fucking win. Fuck you, Packers. They're good this year, aren't they? They look damn good. They scare the shit out of me. I If we had to play them right now in our current state, they would beat us by 50, maybe? Aaron Rodgers is in total fuck you mode, and I hate every second of it. God damn it. God damn you, Matt. Yeah, I know. They're actually, like, getting along and seem to be on the same page, and they're a little scary. There's no doubt about it. Even without Devontae Adams, they're like, yeah, it's fine. We don't – Rodgers, I don't, I don't need any wideouts that anybody's ever heard of. I'm just going to keep on fucking – well, it is the Falcons, but it still counts. Fuck. He's not fucking anymore, right? Danic, the Danica oh. Patrick thing's over, unless he's oh, oh boy. throwing it in a, a Manitowoc single. Ooh. <laughs> the guy from uh, Making a Murderer, right? Probably. Stephen Avery. What was yeah. the... Uh, he's probably running around town with the prosecutor. What was that guy's name? Oh, God damn it. Ah, I'm blanking. I'm picturing his fuzzy mustache and his overgrown face. That guy, what a dick that guy was. Ugh, I wish I his remembered voice, his name. His voice is like, hey, hey, it's me. We're going to talk. Do you want to you wanna join me at an autopsy? You want to you wanna come with me? I'll show you pictures of my penis next to this cadaver. <laughs> Who's got a bigger member? this corpse we're looking at or me oh let me let me put it up again that's disgusting that's disgusting. i apologize i am also sorry that was too much that was too much what else we got bud we gonna wrap this up or we got other shit to cover we are uh, i want to do a uh i want to do a shout out here real quick so i am uh and this is not a humble brag I'm going to run my fourth marathon this Sunday. So I want to give a shout out to the people that I'm running for. Team One Step. That uh, is an organization that helps raise money to supply summer camp experiences for children that have cancer. So they can go to camp. They can experience a normal uh, life, at least for a week, with uh, people just like them that are, that are going through the same thing that they are going through. So that is who I'm representing. I also am in my mind anyway i'm representing your buddy uh brian doinks who i f- who would be running his first marathon this weekend as well i won't say too much but i know he um he raised money for team challenge als to fight against uh and uh to uh raise money for a cure for als the uh uh, despicable disease of, of Lou Gehrig. No offense, Lou Gehrig, but your disease sucks. Um, but uh, but I'll be thinking of Brian when I'm when I'm out there running this weekend. Brian's an awesome dude, loyal listener to the show. You've been friends with him a long time. The only thing I don't like about him is that he is um, a fan of a team coached by Bobby Hurley at Arizona State. So, but Brian's a good man. And uh, he's been through a lot, and uh, I'll be thinking of you, Brian, if you're listening, man. That's awesome, dude. Thank you for that on behalf of Brian. I don't know why I'm speaking for him, but <laughs> uh, no, that's that's awesome. Both of those are great. Good luck to you. You're a sweet, sweet man, Bill. <laughs> no matter what 
Frank says, I think you're a great guy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, let's get a uh, let's get a Bears W on Thursday so we can all feel great. Love to be four and one. That would be awesome. That would be wonderful. That would change the narrative. People would not be firing Matt Nagy anymore. If they're three and two, things are going to get a little tight. But let's make that moot, guys. Let's get a W. How about it, Dan? Let's do it, buddy. Thanks for having me. You look great. You sound great. I hope you win your marathon this weekend (laughs) and go pro and you don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I'm definitely not fast. So I'm just trying to finish without dying. That's all I'm trying to do. Stay healthy. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Go Bears or dogs. Go, Go Bears.